Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer, Science and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you're on the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. I was hoping I would roll over in the middle of the night, look at my phone and see that Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets. That did not happen. We are still waiting for it to happen or some sort of news before this week is out. I still predict it's going to happen at Friday at 10.03, but... You got a lot of New York Jets that were recruiting Aaron Rodgers to the Jets yesterday on social media. Tyler Conklin bringing a Super Bowl to New York would be legendary. We take everyone on this offense to the next level. Let's get it done. From the darkness to New York. See you soon. And many others jumping on board. So they are recruiting. So we'll see what happens if he's even paying attention to that. You got a big night locally with the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Knicks. And we'll get into them at some point. And a crazy story out of Newark that I can't wait to tell you about. All of it coming up. Morning, Boomer. How are you? Uh, good morning there, G. You know, there was a report last night that said that the uh, internal Jets brass wanted to go with Derek Carr. However, Woody Johnson was the fly in the ointment said, no, 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 we're not going with Derek Carr. We're going all in for Aaron Rodgers. I better be right. Well, you better be right. And, I, you know, I, you don't gas up the jet and fly out to Malibu uh, without thinking that you're going to be right. And, you know, you don't take the cap guy with you and everything else to sit down and talk with Aaron and tell him this is how we need to do things. And financially, this is what we want to do. And this is how we can then move forward and spend money. And I think... You know, whether or not that is true or not, I, I don't know that. I don't know whether or not Woody was the one that was driving the Aaron Rodgers train and yet the other guys in the building wanted Derek Carr. I, mm. I still I still believe that if the Jets and Joe Douglas want to keep Zach Wilson on the team, then the Derek Carr thing was never going to happen. Because Derek Carr did not want to step into that situation here in this city. Mm-hmm. All right. And he found his home down in New Orleans with his former coach, Dennis Allen, who was just... You know, just slobbering all over him. Uh, you know, and how happy <laughs> so he is. Solid too. Yeah, I, well, you have to. I mean, like, yeah. you, you guess the, like Rob Sala is in a really weird spot. Like he knows he needs a quarterback, and he knows. I think Derek Carr is the safety net, or was the safety net that we could win with Derek, and Derek's really good enough, and we love him as a person, we love him as a leader, and he would be all in here. 
However, you know, there's that other little thing called Zach Wilson. And and uh, I, I just think that, that Derek Carr was probably like, you know what? I I can't wait around. I got to make a decision. The Saints are pushing the buttons. I didn't get enough other uh, opportunities. To, I talked to a couple other teams. There was not enough money there. There wasn't enough term there. So I, I really feel like this is you know the way for me to go anyway. And he probably is right. I believe he's right. But for for those who think that maybe Woody Johnson is driving his train, I mean, quite frankly, it's the best situation for the Jets if they are keeping. Zach Wilson on the roster. This is why you would want Aaron Rodgers to be here. And this is why these players would be recruiting him. So uh, if you're flying out there and you have Joe Douglas, you have Rob Sala, you have Nathaniel Hackett, uh, you have Woody and you have Jaime, who is their cap guy. Yeah. There's a reason why he's there to sit down and explain exactly what the Jets can do financially if he takes a deal in the range that they were hoping that he would take a deal. And I got to believe that with all of this going on that you know Aaron's probably just hanging waiting and just waiting and waiting and then he'll he'll basically announce or the Green Bay Packers will announce they decided to trade him and then the the signing will happen and then Joe Douglas can basically go out there and refortify this team and one thing everybody's got to remember if this Makai Becton thing is real and oh. he is back and he's a hundred percent that is like getting a free agent at this time that nobody expected anything from. So that is a big get for the Jet offensive uh, line if, in fact, he is healthy, his mind is right, and he's ready to go. If Woody Johnson is driving all of this and he gets Aaron Rodgers here and that ends up working out, an owner who has been much maligned with the fan base, I think immediately it turns. If that is the truth, well, that he right. was the one that was saying, no, 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 not Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. It's and all, if he comes here and they win. It's all how this thing is perceived. It's either perceived as an owner meddling mm -hmm. or it's perceived as an owner going all in. Depending I, on no, how no, you no, no. owner, this is an owner going all in. I'm just saying, like, like, you, it depends on how you look at it. Like, well, so how do you, you think it's meddling? I, if, if it's true, I, I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. true. It's right. all based on rumors and stuff out of the stupid combine and everything else. But I, I, if they get Aaron Rodgers, it's an owner going all in. That's the way yes, I look at it. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I, the other thing too is like, this is like New York. And this is story is New York mm -hmm. because when the story comes out, it's it's wrought with rumor and it's not there's not it's not any basis of fact other than whoever wants to believe that Woody is getting in the way of his football guys. I, I and I just I have to believe that you know part of being an owner is allowed you're allowed to have influence on your on your team and if your general manager says to you, look, we could have Derek Carr right now for this amount of money. Or there's a really good chance that we can have uh, Aaron Rodgers for this compensation going to Green Bay. And I believe that we can end up paying him this much money. And then if you allow me to go spend money in free agency uh, on top of doing hopefully another great draft like he had last year, uh, we, we could have a really great team here. So I'm sure that those are two different options that he presented to Woody Johnson. And Woody Johnson probably said, 
I want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, to me, an older meddling would be in the draft room on draft night and saying that I like this guy better. That, to me, would be an owner meddling. The stuff that we heard about, like, Dan Snyder would get involved. I know that Jerry Jones is also the general manager, but there were times he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and he had to get talked off the ledge with that. Like, think that, to me, is meddling, because that's real football stuff. Like, anybody who's ever watched football knows that Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr. Now, I know you'd have Derek Carr for a longer amount of time. But you don't want him for a longer amount of time because you if have you a, want Zach Wilson. If yes, you want right. Zach Wilson, your yes. second overall draft. That's right. the complicated sure. aspect about all of this. You know, <laughs> it's just it, it's interesting to me that, you know, a, a story like that comes out. And I was just thinking, you know, that's New York. That's the way that it works around here. Well who does it benefit if it's coming out? The I, people who wanted Derek Carr, Derek Carr's agent. I mean who does it benefit really? Exactly. So I don't know where that comes from. You know, supposedly the football people wanted Derek Carr. I, I, you know, is that Joe Douglas wanted Derek Carr? Is that yeah. Rob Sala wanted Derek Carr? You know, who told him that he could be a Hall of Famer if he came here? Rob Sala did, right? Yeah, I, I, did he? I, I, you know, that's what I, just, I assumed. I don't know. It never, never was reported. But it said the Jets told him that. I just thought that was Rob Sala with the way he was talking about him, right? right. And, you know, most of the articles about Rob Sala, you know, around this type of thing, are very, uh, you know, very positive that most players come here because they'd like to play for Rob Sala, that they like him, they like the reputation that he has, and most of the players enjoy playing for him. It's just that, you know, the way that the whole quarterback thing got so screwed up last year, some of it was out of his control, some of it he allowed to happen. Um, and, you know, every coach is going to make mistakes somewhere along the line, and remember that was his second year, and he's got to yeah. learn. He's got to learn. He's got to have a little bit better grasp you know, as Joe Beningo asked him about being soft on the players, I don't think he's soft on the players. I just think you've got to have a better grasp about your players and what they're doing and an understanding of things that they shouldn't do and they should do. Uh, fortunately enough, not a lot of guys have gotten in trouble, but a couple guys asked for trades last year. Yeah. You know, they wore the T-shirts with the Mike White uh, face on it. Those types of things, you know, have to be handled by the head coach. Yeah, I, I believe. I mean, you know, the, the head coach has got to basically try to get to that player and or the players and say, guys, we're not doing this. Uh, and this is the way it's got to go. So I, I would give him a mark against him on that. But he actually has attracted some free agents here. And, you know, when was the last time and I was trying to think about this? I don't I don't know if it's ever happened. And maybe it's been in print and I haven't found it. When was the last time an NFL team had both the rookie offensive and defensive player of the year? Hey, I, I, I don't know. Uh, that is a very, very good question. When that happened, I believe that we didn't find out then either. I don't think that that was out there. No one said it was the first time since because that was a big conversation when they had both. Now, I'd have yeah, to go that back tells and you find that it. the GM knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, if you told me that the, the owner was in there meddling about, you know, you know, draft only offensive players to get the best out of your young quarterback instead of going after Sauce Gardner, I tell you, that's meddling. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, it, you know, there's... There's something about the kids, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, that bring a youthful, like, just an energy that, you know, a lot of these young kids are bringing to the teams. It's kind of like when Odell Beckham got to the Jets, I mean, Giants. Like, he knew he was great, and he knew he was going to be a great player. And he went out and, and, and performed that way his rookie year. These two guys make me feel that way about the Jets. Like, here's this youthful energy 
And they expect to win because they come from winning programs and they are winning players. And yeah. they are and they are confident players. You could throw Quinn and Williams in there as well, who is, of course, a couple years older, not a rookie or last year, but still another one of those guys who was about to get a big contract as well. Do you think that the Jets told their players to go out and recruit Aaron Rodgers yesterday on Twitter because it all happened around the same time. Now, it wasn't the so Sauce was out there, Quinn and Williams was out there, Brees Hall was out there the day before. You know, yesterday it was Rob Sala's brother, it was Tyler Conklin, it was Justin Hardy. There was another really funny one in there There's as well. Be a lot of disappointed people if it doesn't happen. That's yeah. and I think smoke equals fire, and I think it's going to happen. I really do. And I think Al. You're just going to be inundated with calls about Aaron Rodgers and the offensive line <laughs> uh, literally for the next eight months. So you better buckle up, kid. I know I'm you hate sports go. talk radios, but you better buckle up well, for that. Buckled. So what was the one that you read? I can't find it. I was I was laughing. The one guy, get your ass here. Who was that who said, get your ass here? It was some special teamer guy. Uh, CeeLo had it. Let me ask him. Oh, man. Get what? your ass here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one guy wrote up, I forget who it was. It was uh, he was like, get your ass here. You know, we're going to get that chip or something, whatever it was. And I was like, man, I was like, imagine if that was the tipping point for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, get your ass I here. I just want to tell the Jet fans out there, look at how your team is reacting to this. Oh, yeah. Look at how all the players are reacting to this. Yeah, they weren't doing the same thing with Derek Carr. Oh, no, no, no. no. They weren't doing the same thing who, with Zach Wilson. Who was Wilson. it, Al? Do you know? Will Parks. Will yeah, Parks. I'm, I'm, I'm Parks. looking it up okay. right now. Philly Will Philly. is what he's on uh, Twitter. And, wow, he's up already. Huh. He's up uh, tweeting already? Or he's maybe up he tweeting already. He is up tweeting already. He just tweeted some 12 seconds ago. He goes, early morning thoughts and work. Mm-hmm. And then, so here was the uh, his tweet. Uh... <laughs> Hey, yo, Aaron, bring that ass over here, broski. You know what it is with us. Thanks in advance, brother. We appreciate it. And tagged him. Oh, we got to call up Willie Parks and let's get him on right now. That would be great. Yeah. Probably, the Jets are probably scrambling to get in touch with him. They like, do not go on that show. Why not? Oh, because he's going to say stuff like, bring your ass here, broski. Yeah, that's, that's good, <laughs> though, man. We like it. It is good. It is good. I mean, I, I would probably, oh, come on. Someone's tweeting me now that Woody Johnson's plane is going to Baltimore today. Stop it. I can't. No, that can't be real. That cannot. But they're showing me the flight aware thing. I have to check that out in the break. But, yeah, if Parks is, you think he'll, I mean, if he's got DMs, he doesn't have a ton of followers. If you could DM him, I wonder if we could uh, get him on. I mean, he's been around the league a while. You know, he was in San Francisco. His DMs are open there, Al, if you want to send one. Is that Twitter? uh... Uh, Twitter. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, PhillyWill11. And he's he's up, and he's probably going to take a look at his. He's up and tweeting, so why not? Bring why not? that ass over here. Bring that ass. Yo. Yeah, isn't that what Bruce Coslett sent to you in yeah, a yeah. fax back in the day? <laughs> Bring that ass over here, broski. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, everybody's jacked up for it, I can tell you that. Well, of course. I mean, do you think that, that Zach Wilson is so callous now by what happened last year with Mike White that this recruitment stuff doesn't bother him any longer, especially because it's Aaron Rodgers? I, 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 I think if he's worth anything, it does bother him. I mean, you know, yeah. he thinks of himself as a starting quarterback. Jet fans don't. I understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that there are things that he has done on the field where you say, wow. And then there are other things you say that he does on the field. And you say, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, I just I just feel like this. The momentum now is just a matter of time. I just I, I can't imagine that. 
He loves know, this. I, I, yeah, I can't. I just. But he's got to understand it. No, I mean, it's, it's of course it makes understanding him, is one thing. Liking it. Yeah, is yeah, another. yeah. Right, right. Of course. It's like been, I understood why the Bengals drafted David Klingler back in 1992. I understood that. But it still burns. But I'm like, all right, so get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I understand what you're trying to do. Um, but how does it personally affect me? Sure. That's the way you have to look at it. And uh, I wasn't very happy about it. Um, you know, I didn't like particularly care for him as a player or as a, as a guy that came in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it never really worked out for him anyway. Uh, but I just, it's a weird, you know, quarterback room's a weird thing. You know, yeah. We all have to be the A-type personality. We all want to be the leader of the team. And we all want to be the guy. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And it really does sting. There's no question about it. And it is a blow to uh, the confidence and to the ego without question. Well, if Zach Wilson knows what you're saying about them wanting to keep him and Aaron Rodgers being the best option for him to stay and develop and then getting another chance after a couple of years, then he's got to feel good about that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I would hope that he would feel good about that and that, that, that there are people still over there that do believe that there is a potential where they can they can find something if he just learned under you know a new coaching staff uh with a with a guy like aaron in front of him you know they may unlock something there and, sure. and that's what they're hoping i w would believe and then you know if not they'll, they'll either end up cutting him or trading him you know the other thing too is that there are a ton of guys that are project guys all over the league you know uh in and first round draft pick uh you know uh project guys you know, I would probably tell you that Lamar Jackson, when he was drafted, they probably said, project guy. We got to find the right offense for him. And they had oh, to sure. change the entire offense once they decided to move on to him and move away from Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, and they were, were tired of Joe Flacco at that point. Even though he delivered a championship, they wanted a guy who could move. And they wanted energy. They wanted yes. young. They wanted energy. They wanted excitement. You know, that's that that's the kind of guy like I think Anthony Richardson is. Mm. You know, he blew everybody away at the at the combine, but I think most people would tell you that he's going to be a project. You know, uh guys that get drafted all the time are projects. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Brock Purdy was a seventh round project. Oh, of course. Yeah, we don't think he's gonna end up playing, but you know, that's a project. Maybe we can develop this kid. And then all of a sudden he gets out there and he blows everybody away with his poise and his ability to handle all of the different things that Kyle Shanahan was throwing at him. So I, you can't give up on Zach Wilson just yet. Although there are a lot of people that already have, but people internally, they just can't give up just yet. You got to wait. Like, look at Jordan Love now. How long has he waited? Well, this is going to be it was at least three full years, right? That's right. So how long did Aaron Rodgers wait? It was three full years. Right. And, you know, Zach Wilson came here and they ruined him just like they ruined, uh, you know, uh, Sam Darnold and they ruined uh, Mark Sanchez. They threw him out there immediately when they were not ready. And, you know, you just it, you never know how that impacts a player. You look, look Trey Lance. You know, that's a project. They drafted him number three overall. They're not giving yeah. up on him yet out there in San Francisco. But you know what it is? Is that Anthony Richardson will probably get drafted in the top ten because of the talent. But the pressure on these teams and the pressure from the fan base to want to see him is something that's very, very hard not to cave into. And it could be the difference of having a franchise quarterback or not. Did, you, did you see what happened to Malik Willis last year? Yes. Oh, my God. Do you remember what it was? We were talking about him coming out of the combine mm -hmm. and coming out of the draft. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be a first rounder, and then With he, a fourth round, right? Then he can, then he kept slipping and slipping and slipping because you know the teams saw something. They saw raw talent for sure.
but they knew that he wasn't ready to run a professional offense just yet. Yeah. He barely played at Liberty, for God's sake. And then when he gets into a game in Tennessee, they can't even throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage, let alone up, up in front of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you they, want to talk about somebody that wasn't ready, but somebody who is an incredible athlete. Now, maybe when he comes back this year, he'll have a better understanding of what's going on. And maybe the light will go on and he'll play better as opposed to like getting his brain in front of him, thinking too much as opposed to naturally playing. Yeah, I'm feeling good about this Will Parks calling us this morning because he's locked in. He, I've uh, already just talked with him. He he said, uh, at first he said after 10. I said, no, no, that's not good. <laughs> then he said, uh, how about 830? I said, good. All right, great. Look at that. Oh, we'll awesome. see if this happens. We'll right. see what happens here. No, I mean, but listen, the Jets like us. Come on. He's not going to say like us. They like us. They, they like, like us, yeah. They love you. They yeah. like me, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's not like I feel like the Yankees don't love me sometimes. I think now that I'm friends with Alex Cohen, I think that the Mets like me. Mm -hmm. But the Jets, I feel like they like me. They, they, we're not going to screw them. And by the way, he's already recruiting Aaron Rodgers on Twitter. He knows what to say. I mean, A.O. Aaron, bring that ass over here, broski. I mean, he put that out on Twitter. If he said the same thing here, it wouldn't be a big deal. Would it, it wouldn't be a big deal, no. no. And I think you, know, you want to have like a, a personality like that come on and, and talk about what it would mean for the team and what it would mean exactly. for him and the morale of the team and how the team would automatically believe the moment they step on the field in training camp and OTAs that they're ready to rock and roll this year. Absolutely. And Will Parks is the guy to deliver that message. I, I, I feel like it. it. I, feel I know it. it. Yeah, I know you know it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boomer Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So this uh, astute Twitter user that had all the information the other day for me about the Woody Johnson flight that was coming back from California and landing in White Plains after they talked to Aaron Rodgers, has reached out again. But that same plane is indeed going from White Plains to Baltimore. However, this is a NetJets plane that I do not believe is Woody Johnson's personal plane. So there's other people, from what I can gather, that are on this plane. Because when you click FlightAware and you go upcoming flights and past flights, I mean, there's no way that Woody Johnson... On Friday, March 3rd, went to Teterboro, then to the Cayman Islands, 
Then from the Cayman Islands to Palm Beach International. And then the next day went from Palm Beach to Gillespie County. And then from Gillespie County to William P. Hobby Airport, wherever the hell that was. He's not doing all that. This is a plane that is, this is a private jet from NetJets that is being, what's the word? Uh, the, the, the book, Shared. Booked by people. And that's what's going on. Charter, that's the word. Yes, right. Did there. the or did the originating flight that went west to California did that leave from White Plains as well? No, it did not. That's the, reason, they, the reason they landed at White Plains coming back was because of the wind conditions. Okay, got so it. they had they had the they had the land. You knew where I was headed. Thank you for answering yeah. that. Appreciate yeah, so it. So there you go. So I don't believe that Woody Johnson, the Jets contingent, is now on that same jet going down to talk to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and I don't even know if Lamar Jackson's in Baltimore right Probably now. It could not. be in Florida. Yeah, so. Who the hell knows? But I don't. I just think this is a net Jets play, just so so people, so Jets Twitter can relax. Well deduced, I would say, on your part. Yeah, I think. I think. All right, CeeLo, what's happening in sports, man? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. And while we await further news on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, potentially, we did hear from the Giants yesterday, Joe Shane and Daniel Jones. Of course, the day after they beat the clock and came to that four-year contract agreement. Here's Shane on Jones's potential now that they'll have him in the fold for the foreseeable future. You know, the upside, I got a lot of belief in our staff and Daniel's work ethic in their relationship that you know will continue to grow and daniel can get to the better if, if he's just at his floor right now i'm really excited about what his ceiling is going to be from jones's standpoint any added pressure or different feelings from a performance expectation standpoint now that he's been paid i've always felt that responsibility and and you know playing this position you know especially for a team like the like the new york giants in the city you know you have that responsibility and i take that very seriously so details of the contract leaked yesterday of course we saw the four years for 160 originally and then you like to see the structure and the breakdown uh and as far as some of the guarantees 36 million dollar signing bonus and the cap hits are the interesting part so 19 million for this upcoming which we knew would be helpful for them as far as bringing in other guys this offseason but then looking ahead you've got 46 million in 2024 down to 40 in 2025 down to 40 stuck around in 2026 or at least on the same contract basically it's 56 million bucks it's kind of a three-year deal. Like right. They can get out of it if they want. But then again, for Daniel, I think he's making, what, $83 million over the first two years of this? Yeah, mm -hmm. 82, 82 and then another and, and 12 then, kicks in. I mean, that's years. a lot of money yeah. that he can make over the next two years. Now, the beauty about all of this, from his standpoint, is that if he does live up to the contract, in two years, they'll be back redoing the contract. Exactly. And he will then be, it will be reflective more of... Hopefully the Giants making it more to the playoffs. And I, I know mean, there's been this thought that there's more pressure on him, or now there's a lot of pressure on him because he's making the money. I don't think there could have been more pressure on him than last year. Yeah. I mean, if he had failed last year, his career would have been in the toilet. He probably would have been a backup or whatever the hell he would have been. And now, I mean, that that to me was the biggest moment in his career. And obviously he continues. He's got to keep doing it. But like he went to it with a new another new coach. Final year, didn't pick up his fifth-year option. She referenced that yesterday. That's pressure. I think the Giants are also paying for not picking up the fifth-year option. Right. Yeah, that's a little bit of a slight. You know, that's uh, you know, yeah. go out there and prove it, kid. And, and he did. For the most part, he did. Uh, he, the other thing, too, if you are the Giants, you have to say to yourself, what was the other alternative out there for us if we didn't go down this path with Daniel Jones? Right. He was going to stay here either on the franchise tag or maybe the non-exclusive franchise tag, which seemed to be the, the flavor of the month. And all of them, yeah. Right, yeah. Or, you know, you got to sign him to a contract. And, you know, even next year, 
like if the Giants have the worst record next year, I guarantee you, and they have the number one pick, they're taking Caleb Williams. Yeah. They're taking Caleb Williams. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's not taking Caleb Williams unless something happens to Caleb Williams between now and next year's draft. Well, the Chiefs, maybe, would be the ones. The Chiefs, yeah, Bengals, maybe they would. Bills. But those teams won't be up there. Yeah, but no, maybe, maybe the Giants, you know, listen, Daniel gets hurt. And, you know, they, I don't know. I just, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a good contract for both because if Daniel does live up to it, then in two years from now, they're going to be renegotiating it. You just mentioned the Bengals. It triggered something in my head as players and NFL types on Twitter have been chiming in on the Lamar Jackson situation, which I know you talked about yesterday. Did you catch any of Richard Sherman's commentary on that? On no. Nope. So I don't know if there's a, a past thing or there's a reason why he's doing this, but as he was talking about what he feels is the lack of respect being shown for Lamar Jackson, he was comparing it to Joe Burrow, except he kept referring to him as Burroughs with an oh, S at the end. Yeah. I don't know what where that would come from or why. It maybe wasn't just one time, it was sign. multiple times. <laughs> maybe that S is the dollar sign. Maybe, or maybe I'm missing hey, something. Well, I mean, I no, he took his team to the, the to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship in back-to-back years. I yeah. mean, what, what the, what, why is Richard Sherman comparing him to Lamar Jackson? Uh, I think just from a standpoint of quarterbacks that are about to get paid. Well, I think Burrow's going to end up probably the highest-paid player in the league. Richard Sherman's <laughs> should be talking about, you know, if you want to compare anybody, compare Daniel Jones. Or Derek Carr to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that, that would be more. You know, the guys that you would want to say, okay, one guy got thirty-seven and a half million, the other one got forty-one million. So somewhere around there, Lamar Jackson has got to get some some sort of contract. Yeah, I mean, for how many months did Joe Beningo call Joe Burrow? Joe Barrow. Yeah. What right. are we gonna do, Dred Barrow? Or his own guy, Quentin Williams, Keenan. Keenan, yeah. Keenan Williams. Yeah, and he also calls Rob Sala by the wrong name. Sa- Sala. <laughs> Sala. <laughs> All right. And Adam Gaze. Oh, Adam Gaze. Gaze. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Adam Gaze. (laughs) All right. Uh, Calvin Ridley reinstated this week by the NFL, of course, now with the Jaguars. So he wrote a piece for the Players' Tribune yesterday in which uh, he accounted for uh, the gambling for his own team, the Falcons, the 1500 bucks he wagered on his own team, which, of course, led to his suspension. And he said uh, it was stupid, the worst mistake of his life at a time where he was depressed and angry. He says he's in a good place now, both mentally and physically, feels great, and uh, basically guaranteed a 1,400-yard season now that he's going to be right. playing with Trevor well, Lawrence. By the way, that was a great trade by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. A great trade because they knew that, you know, uh, they had this budding superstar quarterback and they were going to add a superstar wide receiver. And the wide receiver made a bit bad mistake. He's paid his price. He lost his salary. He's been embarrassed. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. He's going to come back and be motivated. That was a great trade by the Jaguars. Looks good for them moving forward. Offense optional for the baseball locals down in Florida. Wednesdays, the Mets were shut out by Nicaragua prepping for the World Baseball what? Classic. Who? Nic- Nicaragua, excuse okay. me. Uh, Max Scherzer did Classic. well. What's that? I thought they were playing Colossus. <laughs> we'll tell you about Colossus coming up in about 10 minutes. They're not yeah. playing Colossus? No. They're playing Nicaragua? What's Colossus? What am I missing? Oh, you'll find big out. Hindu country. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big Hindu Well, Nicaragua big, big. took down uh, who the, the guys that did play for the Mets. 2 uh, nothing. Max Scherzer, though, threw well. Gave up a home run, but that was the only hit he allowed over three innings of work. He struck out nine, working with rookie catcher Francisco Alvarez. We're continuing to work together. Um, you know, get on the same page, understand what we're trying to do with each 
each pitch. You know, he, he did a good job of putting target where he, where I wanted it. Uh, so we're getting a uh, better report in that way. Meantime, the Yankees were blanked by the Cardinals for zip, but Garrett Cole was sharp. Three and a third of two hit shutout ball. He struck out seven. We did see Aaron Judge in left field to start the game while Giancarlo Stanton played in right. Aaron Boone did the uh, in-game did they, uh, interview. Did they uh, make any plays yeah. in the outfield? Uh, I saw a ball drop they... in front of Judge, and he was talking to Harrison Bader after. Just kind They of were just standing there. They weren't just standing there, no. No. <laughs> they do a lot of standing. Now, Oswaldo Cabrera did get a shot in center field, I think, late in this game or right before he departed. Hey, Oswaldo can play anywhere. First ball hit to him, dive and catch. Yeah. That's that guy's, that guy's just a ball player. Man. Yes, he is. Uh, Aaron Boone on yes. Jack Curry teeing him up on the outfield situation. How often would you like to play Stanton in the outfield during the season? Um... That's a good question. Uh, a little caught off guard. I, mean, I don't moment? think that anybody's going to answer answer that question. I will say, say maybe a third of the games. So yeah, I just say that he did quickly uh, provide an answer. Best case scenario, we're talking about you know, I don't know whether it's you know 40, 50, 60 games, kind of in that thing. If we can, well, you, you know, go a, third of the games, go a yeah. full season where you know we avoid we avoid IL stints or avoid anything. Oh, you know, that's a big if. With these guys, oh, he'll be together. on an IL stint, you know, within the first month. Well, let's hope not. But uh, recent over history under Memorial Day. That, I, mean, I say under. How could everyone take the over? Uh, when would he? When was the first injury for him last year? I think it was later, wasn't it? I think it was definitely IL stint. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, you remember it was weird. He went to the All Star game, hit the home run. That's right. And then they came out of the break and. He played, I think, one game in Houston in the and outfield, was, and then he was gone. He's gone. Yeah. So when he's gone, he's gone. You don't right. hear a thing about him. Right. <laughs> well, he's like Zion Williamson. Well, you know, it would be a couple of weeks, and then it's just a few more weeks, a few more, more, and that happened Zion again yesterday. Yeah, more hamstring stuff for him. Jeez. Yeah, another two you know, weeks minimum. The thing about Stanton, he's like a he's a statue. Like, yeah. He is just a unbelievably looking athlete. Oh, yeah. He's like an Adonis. He's, like, he's not a... a I don't know why he gets hurt so much. Wound too tight, they yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting on everybody's face. That's oh, why he keeps boy. getting hurt. Let me circle back to the Mets for a second while Buck Showalter really holding court before last night's game. I, re- I have no idea how he ended up on this subject, so I can't answer that. But uh, just add it to the list of random things he'll talk to the media about. I did walk to school with a baked potato in my pockets to keep my hands warm. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I put tin foil around it. My mother would bake it and put tin foil around it, and I could put that baked potato in my pocket. My dad was a principal, but he wouldn't let me ride with him. So you got to walk. Really not sure what that's all about, but uh, he's offering baked potato heat warming thoughts. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I guess. About it. I mean, now we've why. got the hand warmer technology, but prior to that, sure, you know. When Buck was a kid, no. I don't yeah, think they had the hand warmer have technology. Right, just throw the baked potato in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, World Baseball Classic, for those who are interested, China and Japan are playing right now. I guess Otani's pitching, and he's already hit triple digits, while the China pitcher's fastball's topping out at 83. So, nice competitive balance for you there. Uh, through the night, Australia beat Korea 8-7, which apparently was a big deal. The baseball types were tweeting it was a historic win for Australia to begin uh, Pool B play, so good for them. Very cool. Uh, college basketball, Jim Beheim out at Syracuse following their exit from the ACC tournament yesterday, falling to Wake Forest on a buzzer beater. But before Syracuse made the announcement and confirmed all of this, Beheim kind of left everyone guessing a little bit during his post game press conference. First asked simply if he would be retiring. I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody. 
except William, William Payne figured it out. I guess that was news to everyone. And then when he was pressed on it, okay, well, are you retiring? And he's like, I don't know. It's up to the university. So it seemed like they weren't exactly on the same it's page whether or not here. the university, you know, the end of the puts road. him in the front office or something and helps with fundraising and things of that nature. And he had said, right, they had been not offered any, to this point, other position at the school moving forward. I don't know what his, uh, I don't know if it's the end of his contract. Is it the end of his contract? Not, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's a very complicated thing with the whole Bernie Fine stuff in the early 2000s and then around again, 2008, 2011. This thing oh, went wow. on and on and on. Yeah. And he won that championship in 2003 with Carmelo. He is a legend up there. You can't say a bad thing about Jim Beheim up in upstate New York. Yep. However, there's not a lot of people that love him outside of that. And he's been curmudgeonly, but of yeah. course, if you're just talking college basketball, he is one of the greats. Longevity and all that 47 stuff. 47 years yeah. as the head coach. Oh, like you said, run. nobody's coming to Syracuse for the weather, that's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Locally, St. John's beat Butler round one of the Big East tournaments, 76-63. Seton Hall fell to DePaul, 66-65. Wild finish where they fouled a guy shooting a three. He made all three foul shots. DePaul goes up one. Then they block a layup, which was originally ruled goaltending, then overturned. So long story short, a lot of things had to go uh, wrong for Seton Hall at the end there. They end up losing by a point, and DePaul, that snapped a 12-game losing streak. So not exactly a good exit for Large the Pirates. Large madness starting already. Yes. Iona beat up Mount St. Mary's, 74-54. St. Peter's over Ryder, 70-62. So both of those locals advanced to the MAC tournament semifinals. Kevin Durant was supposed to play in his home debut for the Suns last night. He gets injured in a pregame slip uh, and missed the game, sprained his left ankle. He now is going for an MRI. So uh, that didn't go well out there in Phoenix last night, but they did win the game. Devin Booker had 44. As what you didn't see in that video was Sean Marks pouring olive oil on the court. <laughs> All right, here we go. A little bit of this. Don't mind me. I'll be right back here with my... Olive oil. <laughs> oh, so they won the game, but we'll see about Durant uh, as he struggles to stay healthy. Also, Luka Doncic injured in a Mavericks loss to the Pelicans, 113-106, uh, as he is dealing with a left thigh strain. And when they asked him how it felt after he said not good, he's apparently, I guess, going for an MRI as well. So some of the big stars falling to injury last night. This evening, you've got all the locals in action. Yeah. The Rangers are finally back to work. Yes. A couple of practices under their belt for Patrick Kane and the boys as they will be in Montreal. You also have the Knicks and the Nets. I believe I saw a couple of the Nets regular. I think Nick Nicaragua. Nick Claxton is out tonight. But, uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua has got a thigh injury. Nick Claxton is in Nicaragua? No, yes. I'm making fun of the fact that I tripped over Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. <laughs> I sound like Peter right. Schwartz here. Come on. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next hour yeah, there. Sure. See you all again. I'll go do some tongue twisters in the newsroom. <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. 
Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS Sports Network, so I went back to get some Duncan this morning, and the TV in the commissary was playing CBS Local News, and it caught my attention, this story that was on there that I could not get enough of and started reading about after I saw the, st the story on CBS. So Newark, the city of Newark, decided that they were going to be a sister city and enter into a cultural trade agreement with the Hindu nation, Colossus. Oh, yeah, Colossus. Well, I mean, what a wonderful idea. It's a great idea. You know, like, you know, reaching across the oceans and coming together and trying to understand different communities and cultures. I can appreciate that. Real. I think, I think all of us can. And the mayor, Raz Baraka, invited the Hindu nation of Colossus to Newark City Hall for a big press conference. That's awesome. I mean, I, when you celebrate something like this, yeah, it's and, a big thing. And it, it probably didn't get the attention that it needed, really, when Colossus people came here in that press conference. Hey, let, me, so, uh, let me Google Colossus. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That? It's, uh, it's K-A-K-A-I-K-A-I-L-L-A-S-A. A-S-A. Colossa. Yeah, that's it. Right there. Yeah, so they've got a website. There it is, right there. They've got a website. It's beautiful. Yeah, they got, yeah, gov.shriekcolossa.org. There yeah. it is, man. Right, yeah, doesn't that look great? And guess what the first thing is up there? There's a picture of Roz Baraka. Yeah, with the Colossa officials. Now, are they a Colossa? Is that the premier of Colossa or is that the president of Colossa? Like, who's, who's the guy <laughs> representing Colossa? I, I, I don't know who the person is representing Colossa, but it turns out that after this whole press conference and this cultural trade agreement that Newark, New Jersey had with Colossa, yes, yeah, but back on January 12, 2023, the United States of America signs bilateral agreement with the United with United States of Colossa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So they have United States, too? Yeah, I guess so. They've got the United States of Colossa as well. So it turns out that Colossa, with just a little bit of research, is a fake. Total fake. Total scam. Does not exist has this website that'll make you think that it's real and has people behind it that are real, legit scam artists. Hold on now. We have a proclamation from the mayor uh, of the city of Hallandale Beach, Florida. <laughs> and we have another mayor of the city of Fall River, Massachusetts. Mm, proclamation. And then we have Shelby County, Tennessee. We have all these different proclamations. Colossa has established diplomatic relations 
with and has received recognition from nations, states, and world leaders all across the globe, including Newark now. Yeah, Newark got duped. Now, I don't know if those are real cities that got duped by them or they just made that up and then Newark fell for it. Like, oh, Hallandale Beach in Colossal. Let's do the same thing. Yeah. So the man behind this is Swami. Yes, Swami. Yeah. Yeah. Swami? Swami Nithyananda who is, according to CBS, a notorious scam artist and fugitive from India who's been on the run from rape charges since 2019. Right. So this is the man that is behind this scamming Newark and possibly other cities. Now, Newark swears that they didn't give any money to Colossa. Well, well, wait a minute. They're, they were asked to give money to Colossa? I'm like, you're not going to give money? Like, uh, <laughs> Now, I don't know if they they said no money was exchanged. It was a cultural trade agreement. They just had the press conference. It says Newark Newark City Hall and says no money was exchanged in this deal to become sister cities. (laughs) By the way, the U.N. still does not recognize Colossa as a country. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm Googling things that, you know, basically are telling you, they're telling me this. Is there somebody in the mayor's office? Who's the dimwit that actually did this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's so one person from the city council was quoted in this article. And let's see exactly if I could find that. You know, basically, da, 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 yeah. So here we go. City councilman Luis Quintana said, this is an oversight. Cannot happen any longer. Uh-huh. Oversight. <laughs> the colossal people, people really paying attention. Oh God, I love this. Yeah. I love the fact, and if you look at the pictures, yeah. it's just so funny because you know that the woman in the picture who is representing Colossa is a scam artist, flat out scam artist working for this Swami. <laughs> so she's working for Swami. She comes over. She's holding proclamations at City Hall in Newark, and everybody's clapping like, "Yes." Look at this. We've got a sister city now. Yeah, this yeah. wonderful nation of Colossal. I mean, it is I, I think if you're you know, near the city of Newark, it's not to you know, start changing some people out. <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. God I would think almighty. so. After this. Yeah, so, I mean, Colossus strikes. So, And I got to, I mean, this guy, apparently. Now, I'm sure that they, there's a grander plan here. Like, if they were, if there wasn't any money exchanged right off the bat, I'm sure if this guy's the most notorious scam artist in India, that at some point he was going to suck Newark dry of all its funds. Oh, I just want to know how much money have they uh, uh, got out of the U.N.? Yeah. Right. You got you to gotta believe there's money coming out of the U.N., yeah, this seems to me like just the tip of the iceberg. You know, now that this has been found out here, that we're going to see people pumping money into Colossa over the last 10 years. You know, public funds going from these cities with these idiotic local governments just sending money over to Colossa to be the sister city because they think that was a good thing to do and people would be into that. Colossa is a micronation. <laughs> Here are other self-proclaimed nations that are not recognized. Yeah, right. Yeah, Colossa. Jesus. Total fake. From the Republica of Glacier to Sealand, a list of self-proclaimed nations. Yeah, okay. Uh, It's Swami's in Colossa. You're next up on the (laughs) fan. Coney 
live with Bill Ford, tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So our favorite tweet from yesterday, a New York Jet tweet that was to try to recruit Aaron Rodgers, was from the great Will Parks of the New York Jets. You know, he had that, uh, was it an interception or a fumble return uh, against the Green Bay Packers? That was a key play in that game when the Jets were up in Lambeau and ended up winning that game. Uh, but he tweeted out yesterday, Ayo, Aaron, bring that ass over here, broski, and then tagged Aaron Rodgers in it. So we reached out to Will Parks. Apparently, Will Parks, just a tremendous guy, always joking around, one of the best guys in that locker room. And uh, he agreed to come on a little bit later. But there's another Will Park's tweet story that someone on Twitter sent out to us and, and tagged me and CeeLo and you in it. And he tweeted something else yesterday, which was, now I got to scroll back because I just read that other one. And it was liked by another famous quarterback. So this is the tweet from Will Parks yesterday. I know what's about to happen too. That's crazy. It got 28 retweets, 806 likes. I know what's about to happen, too. That's crazy. You know who liked that particular tweet? Tom Brady. What? No, no, I got to... Do you think Tom, Tom Brady? Brady? Yes. No, but you're on the right track. I'm Fam- on the right track. Famous quarterback. Famous quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. No. Oh. Famous quarterback in the news. Famous quarterback in the news. Like that tweet. Like that tweet, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Lamar Jackson is liking Will Park's tweets. I know what's about to happen to. That's crazy. Uh oh. Well, Parks. there you go. Will Parks is coming in, in with heat this morning. He's the center of the NFL universe this right man. Now, yes, yes. He's got Aaron Rodgers recruitment. He's got Lamar Jackson paying attention to what he's saying. This Will Parks. I mean, this is the guy. And he's only got like thirty thousand, yeah, like thirty thousand Twitter followers. We got to get him. We got to get him some more followers. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, Philly will eleven. So, and he's also he's got an Instagram account too, of course. But yeah, so he he is the guy. So I mean, there were a lot of players that were putting stuff out there about the Lamar Jackson contract and situation yesterday, and how Lamar's not getting paid, and Daniel Jones got paid, and then Darius Slayton had to come to the defense of Daniel Jones. There's just a lot of athletes out there. I don't know why anybody would be mad about Daniel Jones getting paid. You want these guys getting paid because it raises everybody else's level. That that this is the way you got to look at it as a player. Yeah, okay, you say wow. Only threw 15 touchdown passes and he's getting 40 million, you know, dollars a year. All right, well, good for him. Now it should raise everybody else's level. Yeah, well, I. Where did Jalen Hurts get his contract? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think what it is, is they're the players in the NFL are looking at this Lamar Jackson situation like it's disrespect to one of the best players in the league without considering what his side is doing. Right, I feel like saying, "Hey, uh, a player's in a league. Lamar needs an agent. The first person I would call would be Daniel Jones's agents. Right now, I would call them. Yeah, yep. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, he should have had a he should have had a new deal two years ago. By the way, I, it should have happened after his third season, just like it's getting ready to happen for Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Yep." And then the Deshaun Watson contract complicated everything for this. Yeah, but it, but what really complicates it is that Lamar is representing himself. And while that is a nice thing to be able to do, Richard Sherman's did it. I'm going to call him Richard Sherman's <laughs> right now. now on, yeah. yes. So he did it himself fine. That's great. And a lot of people gave him criticism for doing it himself. Felt like he didn't protect himself mm-hmm. uh, when he saw him in San Francisco. So I, 
you know, my, again, my advice to him is, look, stop messing around. Go get yourself somebody that can fight your battles. Put your numbers on the board. Show people how important you are and stop acting like this emotional little baby about the way this thing is going down. So this is where this all started with Darius Slayton defending Daniel Jones. You're going to love this. So D- I, I've never heard of this guy, Bears safety, Jaquan Brisker. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I, I know who he is. Yeah, but... I, don't, I, I don't know him. So somebody tweeted our tweeted out something about Lamar Jackson that said, damn shame, LOL, MVP of the league getting treated like he ain't proven. This is just what a random Twitter user puts out there. So Jaquan Brisker of the Bears quote tweets that and says, MVP, LOL, other bruh got paid today and is trash, fam. Hashtag facts, meaning Daniel Jones. is trash, yeah. Other bruh is trash. I, I think a lot of this stuff, unfortunately, is racially motivated. That's what I really believe is going on here. Yeah. Um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens have tried to sign Lamar Jackson. They gave him what they felt was a fair contract. Now, whether you feel that way or if Lamar Jackson feels that way or I feel that way or the fans feel that way, Lamar is representing himself. And it's got to be increasingly frustrating and difficult for the Baltimore Ravens to go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they put this, you know, non-exclusive tag on him. So if somebody else out there really wants him... You know, they could do the uh, negotiations and then the, the Ravens can decide whether or not they want to keep Lamar or they want to take the two round uh, first round draft picks. So, I mean, this this whole thing is an argument that goes back, by the way, two years ago when he was the MVP. It wasn't the MVP last year. It wasn't the MVP the year before that. It was his second year on his contract. So that's why that after that third year is when that contract should have been done. Yeah. So there's a there's more to this. So then Darius Slayton, you know, the Brisker tweet that said bra is trash, meaning Daniel Jones. Darius Slayton tweets out the final score of Giants Bears when they beat him back on October 2nd. Daniel Jones didn't play great in that game, but they beat him. And then guess who comes in from the top rope? And inserts himself into this conversation. Eli Manning. No. No. <sighs> None other than Ty. You will never guess this one. Okay. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh, okay. So Tyreek Hill from the top rope. Boom. He comes in. And he quote tweets Darius Slayton's scoreboard tweet. And he says, yeah, the slant route going to be crazy next year with crying laughing emojis. Now, what does that mean in your opinion? I think me reading into it, my interpretation is that. The thought about Daniel Jones is that he can only throw the slant route. Well, that's if you watch the Minnesota playoff game, he threw more than a slant route. Yeah, he ran around and did everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, these players should be happy that he got paid. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking about unless it, there's a racial undertone to any of all of it. That, that's what I, th- I think that's what's going on here. Yep, yep. The slant route going to be crazy next year. And then he comes back. He goes, all I said was the slant route going to be crazy. My bad. And then he said, I'm saying you're going to house it on him. I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, what were the routes that uh, Miami was throwing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure that Tyree killed. I don't know what he meant by it. I mean, I, I, he's he's claiming that he meant that Darius Slayton's going to take a slant route to the house. No. I think what he's trying to say is that Daniel Jones, all Daniel Jones can do, which is just not, it's not, not true. correct. It's not accurate. Right. Right. Not correct. And by the way, he wasn't playing with Tyree Hill. No, he was not. Wasn't playing with Devontae Adams. Wasn't playing with Justin Jefferson. Wasn't playing with Jamar Chase. Wasn't playing with, uh, you know, T. Higgins. No. Maybe he will be playing with T. Higgins. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. 
I mean, that that would be incredible. I mean, wherever he goes, he's ready to take that next step, be that number one wide receiver. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, this Daniel Jones thing has got the NFL players worked up, and it's all because of Lamar Jackson. It's all because, uh, you know, you know, Lamar hasn't stayed healthy the last two years either. Yeah. Hasn't helped his case, and they have a limited passing attack. Facts. I can hashtag fact that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hashtag facts. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag facts. That's all there is to it. I mean, when you're playing Lamar, you're playing, you know, a freakish athlete that is about as quick as anybody is in football and can do things on the football field that I wish I could have done, but I can't or couldn't. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all know that their passing attack is not the passing attack of the Bengals, uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Jaguars. You know, they, they just don't have that passing attack. And hopefully the Jets will have that passing attack relatively soon. See, now I feel like you need to insert yourself into the Tyreek Hill <laughs> debate. Just be right in there and hashtag facts right back at him. Yeah. Or Jaquan Brisker. You and Jaquan Brisker go at it. Just, hashtag just facts. Ask, ask why uh, Hollywood Brown wanted out of Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, he... And he wanted to go play with Kyler Murray, <laughs> who now... <laughs> Chosen Robbie Anderson is going to get cut yeah. from, from the Cardinals. Yeah, he yes, he, he changed his name for a third time. Chosen Robbie Anderson. Well, what was the what was the first change? Well, it was Robbie R O B B Y. Oh, that's right. Then he changed it to I E, and now he he has changed it to Chosen. Chosen Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, and he's going to be released regardless of the name. That man is going to be released. He's going to be released. Uh, I would think that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get pushed out of there. I would think in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's a guy, though, man, that I that would scare me. At one point, he was right in that conversation, the best wide receiver in football. And then he got the contract. He went, ended up going to the Arizona Cardinals, and he has not even injuries in there as well. You know why? The suspension. Well, yeah, because of the Sean Watson contract. No, no, because they couldn't pay him at the time. Well, he was traded because he was he was he was difficult to deal with in Houston. Okay. And, and the practice habits and lack thereof and, you know, the incredible talent, but just not the greatest guy on the team. Like, you know, just aloof and, you know, was always banged up, didn't want to practice, that kind of thing. And yeah. then, you know, going to Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury, he kind of did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And now they have a new general manager in there. They have a new coach in there and they're not going to put up with that stuff anymore. And, you know, remember, do you remember Kelvin Beecham? Oh, of course, yeah. So Kelvin Beecham was a tackle for the Jets. In the last three years, he had been a tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. And they, he was asked, it was yesterday, about the leadership of Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray. And he basically said, look, the kid's got to grow up. He's got to grow up. He just, he's, not, he's not the leader that he needs to be yet, essentially, I'm paraphrasing. He believes that he will become the leader. Uh, but, you know, now he's rehabbing from an ACL. They're probably going to have one of the worst teams in the league. And they may be confronted with a very unique situation next year around draft time. And Kelvin Beachin, by the way, we had in here. He was one of the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees that year for the New York Jets. And then after the interview, he wrote us a letter thanking us for our time. Yes. That's who Kelvin Beecham is. He's a very thoughtful person. Right. So if he is saying something like that, yeah. that means that it's absolutely true. Well, it tells you everything <laughs> that everybody's been saying for the last two years. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Chris, who's in Levittown. What's going on, Chris? Good morning, boys. How are we doing today? All right, Chris, Great. what's happening, man? Uh, nothing much. So I just wanted to address the, the sort of look that Daniel Jones, uh, all the hate is coming from a racially motivated spot. Uh, listen, 
he's a great runner. I think he was clutch as hell this season. Uh, you know, he does things with his legs. He's a, he seems like he has it under control. Uh, but I think it's because he hasn't thrown more than 15 touchdowns in a season. I think only once. You know, he's got a great ratio, but you know, I don't, I don't think you hear these same guys complain when guys like Aaron Rodgers get paid and et cetera, et cetera. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you know, but here's the problem. I didn't say it's all racial. I just no. said there's a tinge of, I, I, I feel like there's a, a tinge of that. That's all. Yeah, and I, I think, too, that what's not being considered is the fact that if Lamar Jackson had gone through a very typical NFL negotiation, he'd probably have a contract at this point. I mean, that is the thing that the players who are defending Lamar Jackson, it's great that they're defending their guy, but they should be thinking, like, man, like, a guy like Daniel Jones is getting that type of money. That's good for us. And Lamar is going to eventually get more. It's not like he's not going to play next year. But I think that they're what they're not considering is the fact that that there's a, a, another side of this that is really not handled it well. It's, this is not like the Baltimore Ravens are trying to screw Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson is demanding more money from the reports than Deshaun Watson is getting. And that contract is insanity. There was one owner in the NFL that was going to hand out that contract. And, the, and that was the Haslams. That was it. Nobody else was going to do that. And he saw that contract and said, I want more than that guy because I played better than him and I haven't had an off-the-field scandal. And he doesn't have an agent and he's negotiating and it's getting personal and the whole thing's falling apart. So instead of like, you know, saying this is unbelievable, these teams are, you know, not paying Lamar Jackson and they're paying Daniel Jones and blah, blah, blah. You know, how about reaching out to Lamar and going, hey, Lamar, get an agent and figure this out. How about you hire the same guy just like you would say and hire the same guy that got Russell Wilson money, Dak Prescott money and Daniel Jones money? Exactly. And, and you know, whoever is representing Jalen Hurts, he's going to get the money, too. Yeah. And I would tell you that, you know, Lamar Jackson, 45 and 16 is his career record. You know, he's a dynamic football player. There's no question about it. The Ravens gave him what they felt was a fair offer. And I got to believe it's just got to be infuriatingly frustrating dealing with just the player himself. Let's go to Monty in Woodbridge. What's going on, Monty? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Monty, Uh, what's happening, man? All right. Okay. Hey, listen, uh, I, I take a little offense to what you said, Boomer, because... You know, well, you might, you, you're probably right, but you're just saying one side of the coin. Because having known, and you obviously, you know a lot of players, but having known a few players and a couple fans like myself, you know, sometimes we get tired of, you know, when, when one of the, one of the other, the white uh, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, they show a little promise like the Jared Goff or a Carlson Wins, you know, the owners run and give him the bag. But guys like, uh, you know, Lamar's got to go through all this. And Dak Prescott's got to go through all that. Uh, he's got to break his ankle. The players watch that. And it's definitely, it's a, you know, hate to say it, but it's a double standard. So, so and, Monte, Monte, you know, you, Monte, you're making my case for me. I, I, and I appreciate that. But I just want to point out that the, the highest paid player in the league is, is black. That's, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the well, second highest paid player in the league is Russell Wilson. The third highest paid player in the league is uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I don't know what you're what you're alluding to. I know Lamar Jackson's frustrating for a lot of football fans out there. I just, you know, it's maybe maybe the other teams just don't think he's as good as the fans think he is. I don't know. Monty is gone. I thought he was going to have a rebuttal there, but he did I not. I wanted him to. I mean, yeah. I just I'm just trying to point out what what I believe. There's all this angst around Lamar Jackson, and I'm like, God, he should have been paid two years ago. We all agree that. He should have an agent representing him. Yes. 
Yeah, that, that's my no. old, uh, what's it, LeBron James has an agent representing him. Of course. You know, Aaron jo uh, Rodgers has an agent representing him. Patrick Mahomes has an agent representing him. Why doesn't Lamar Jackson have an agent representing him? Because he probably doesn't want to pay the the uh, commission. I mean, that's probably what it is. And what you get, I mean, that that's the only reason why, or he's got trust issues with people, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's critical when you get into that type of money and those type of negotiations. There, there's no other choice. I mean, the only guy who I think successfully negotiated his own contract and got killed at the time was actually Richard Sherman, whose name it came up, and he got killed for that because it, it, he basically the other players and people thought he got taken to the woodshed by I believe the 49ers at the time, and because every one of his like salaries were tied to bonuses. The amazing thing to me is is that every player in this league should be happy that. That Daniel Jones got the money that he got. Yeah. Because every player in this league, I bet you, maybe with the exception of Daniel's teammates, every player in this league is probably shocked that he got that much money. I mean, I, I, I'm a little shocked that he got that much money. Yeah. I never thought that he was going to make $40 million. No. I remember, you know, what was it, two weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, he changed agents, which was going to be a pain in the ass. For the Giants, and they were talking about forty-five to forty-seven million dollars. The agent's responsibility is to get the most money that they possibly can. That's why you know Dak Prescott got his money. That's why Russell Wilson got his money. That's why Kyler Murray got his money. That's why Patrick Mahomes got his money. What do they all have in common? Yeah, I know. Well, they're all great quarterbacks first, right? But they're all black quarterbacks, right? So it's not like this is some I, sort of trend where the no, black quarterbacks I, I just, not getting I, paid. I, every time I hear this thing about. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I feel like there's this tinge of undertone, like Daniel Jones got his, but Lamar's not getting his because he's black. And I'm like, no, he's not getting his because he doesn't have a freaking uh, agent. <laughs> and the agent would talk some sense into his head and say, look, man, look, look what Baltimore's doing. They're putting you out there. Mm -hmm. Nobody is going to come after you. Because yeah. they know that they're all they're doing is bidding. And this is the other thing. The only reason these other teams are not going to do this it's not because they may not want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. It's because they don't want to do the negotiating for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if Lamar, now this is the interesting part of this. If, let's say, the Atlanta Falcons dive in mm -hmm. and they say we want to give Lamar five years, $200 million with $175 million guaranteed. Let's just, that's just an easy number for people to comprehend. If I'm the Falcon, if I'm Lamar... I go back to the Ravens, say, I am not playing for you. I want to go to the Falcons. And then I think the Ravens would have to let him go and not match it. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. That, that's where Lamar would have his leverage. He could, he could basically say, I'm only accepting this deal from uh, the Falcons. I'm not accepting this deal from Baltimore, who I believe has basically shipped me in the back the last two years. <laughs> right, exactly. And he doesn't have to, if they end, you know, because of that franchise, that he doesn't have to sign it. He doesn't have to. So he can actually pull that move and That's, not get if, fined. If, or I, if I were Lamar, I'd have an agent and I'd get myself out of Baltimore and I'd go find a deal and I'd say, this is the only deal that I'm signing with the, with the team that is giving me that deal. Yeah. That, that would be the leverage. Like, as we've seen, athletes who are unhappy in places get themselves out of those places by doing exactly that. CeeLo yesterday, so a buddy of mine who works at, well actually he's the general manager, not just works at, 
uh, Long Island National Golf Club out uh, near Riverhead. He's the father of one of Sabrina's classmates in, in preschool. Dropped off what is the nicest vest I, I own. Like, not even close. This thing is phenomenal. The way it's Immediately lined. goes to the top of your depth chart. Uh, 100%. Like, it's not even... I love my vest, but yeah. this one is just right at the top. So I texted CeeLo a picture of it. I said, you better bring your A-game tomorrow because this vest is just off the charts. So uh, the shout-out to uh, Frank, who dropped us off at my house yesterday. But look at this thing. Listen, huh? on short notice, huh? there's no huh? way for me to compete with that. Look at this. So unzipped, zipped. Short notice, I gave you a couple hours. You could have <laughs> gone out and done something about it. I was working. Or you got into like uh, I, had to I had to rush home so I could sleep for three hours and turn around and come back. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? You couldn't do the updates from home last night? No, I was well when you said no, I was already working in uh, in Midtown. Oh, okay. All I right. don't have that kind of pull. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna work from home today. Yeah, why not? Sometimes they are, but that's the, I don't get to make that decision. Chris McMonagle has that type of pull. Apparently, I saw him walking in with an access unit, and he's like, "Yeah, he's doing my Saturday show from home now." I was nice. Like, well, I was like, "Okay, moving on up." Okay. No, Evan said something yesterday that kind of bugged me as a professional. He yeah. said that uh, when he does his Saturday shows with Joe. He does them from home, yeah, and that he's doing laundry and folding laundry while Joe's talking. I don't. That's <laughs> not, yeah. not focused. Well, right. listen, he's got no to way. do chores somewhere. He's you know he's watching all these games. Well, then don't work six days a week. How about that? Hours in his contract. What can I but tell why you? Why do these? I don't understand that. Maybe you can help me out. Is like why do full time hosts want to work on the weekend oh, when it doesn't to. count? They, they do want to. No. Evan, so Evans, the one full time has to work weekends. Well, I'll give you the He's answer. The only one. Well, I'll give you the answer to that. I don't know how much he wants to do it, but he wants the extra money for it. So when you're in a contract negotiation and you say something like, "Hey, I'd like this number," and they come back and say, I, "We think you're worth this number," and they go, "Well, I'll work a Saturday show," and they say, "Okay, then we'll give you this amount of money to get there." And then he says, "I could do it from home and fold laundry while yeah. while Joe talks." Then basically, you're like, "Hell, <laughs> that's how I got my extra X amount of tens of thousands of dollars." Well, Joe ran. It's about the Jets. I think you get some laundry folding in. But we know a Saturday show isn't worth tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I, listen, I agree, but that's what that, you know. That's where I think it comes from. Now, I did one when I was in Pittsburgh because that's when CBS Sports Radio started, and I felt like that's something I needed to do so, like Eric Spitz could hear me and others could hear because he was a part of that. So I was like, and they asked me to do it, and I, quite honestly, I hated doing it sure. because it was two to six on a Saturday, and I worked five days, but I thought that was good for my career, you know, because I, I was younger. At this point in Evan's career, I, I would not do it. I don't think he wants to do it. I mean, he's cut back on how many he has to do in a given year, I know. So I think maybe he likes the idea of being able to do something that's on the weekend where he can get into what he wants to get into, but maybe not every Saturday. Yeah, and know, he was doing it by himself for a while. Now Joe's back in the mix with him. It's a way for them to continue their relationship. So, yeah, you know, what's that? It's like these guys are already doing twenty hours a week as it is on the you show. You feel gonna, that way about everything? And they had another show. It's all, come on. Listen, when, when the times I did that that six, even though it was you know local versus national, and there were different topics. I mean, it is it it gets exhausting, especially when it's a solo show. That yeah. it gets exhausting. It, I mean, I know it's people like, like well, exhausting, exhausting for a talk show. It's not exhausting for someone who actually has a real job. Mike, Mike, and Chris used to do weekend shows. Why? That was part of the deal. I, okay, I'm not. I'm not. I, I get it, but I like, think, I don't I, think either of them went banging down. I think off. they did. All right. I think they each wanted to do a show without the other one. And Doug loved his Saturday yeah, show. Yeah, that I can see. Mike loved his NFL see. show on Sunday. Yeah, that's I, true. I know that. Right. 
I'm right. Running, I also think for Evany, just gives him an opportunity to really talk hardcore sports and talk the things that he loves and the feels Nets. comfortable yeah. talking about. Well, you know, he talks a lot of baseball. He's very bright. He knows what he's talking about when he comes to, no, when well, he yeah, comes we, to these things. Sure. But but he has the Rico Bronia as well to get the Mets stuff up. So he's got a lot of platforms to speak when he wants to, you know? He's got a lot of things to say. I guess so. Yeah. He does, I suppose. I, but I, I love the work ethic. I oh. love the ap- the absolute but uh, love I push of the back job. On that. See, I, see yeah. I know you, I know you do. That's, the, to me, the opposite of work, work ethic. Now you're wasting time on a Saturday... Instead of being prepared and well rested for your show during the oh, week. he gets plenty of rest. Says who? I, I can just tell. He lives you can with the tell. Jingles. He gets yeah. a no, lot it, of rest. Nothing worse than like guys coming in and doing, getting paid for nothing and doing something. You know, like for an hour at five to six, or you know, a, you know, a post show podcast. Like they, you know, he's kind of doing like what you, but he's kind of doing like what you're doing. I mean, he is working, and I, and I admire talking. your and I admire your work ethic as well. But I'm not talking for four hours here. Well, you you're a part of a four hour show. I know, but I'm not. It's it's not four hours of me. Yeah, and he wishes that show was not four hours as well. So, I mean, I just again, I admire your work ethic. Just like Thank I you. admire his. You get here at three o'clock in the morning. You do. You you get yeah, up four. Yeah, or whatever. Whatever. Whatever you get in. Here. But but the, the fact that matters. You got to get up really early, and you yes. got to go to bed early. You got to take care of your dog and everything else. There's a million things going on, and you still always find time to get behind the microphone when you're supposed to be behind the microphone, or when you want to be behind the microphone, just like he does. Do you compare it to? Major League Baseball players that want to play in the WBC. No, because that's going on at different time. Okay, but it's still spring training when you're getting ready for your team and you could get hurt. Compared to like, um, let me, hmm, I can't even think of another one. So I was trying to think of sports that are concurrent. It's like when uh, Deion Sanders was playing football and baseball at the same time in the same month. No, you're not giving 100% to one of those. Or what about either of them? Hockey in the Olympics, that happens during their season. They shut down the league and they go over there and they play. You know, at least it's not at the same, like, they're not, the games are not going on while these other games are going on. Yeah, but then they come back having played for two weeks and then half the league, more than half the league is rested and they're not. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that could be one. Hmm, hmm, hmm. We'll continue to think of another analogy, but yeah. All right. CeeLo is, uh, this all started with a vest. That's how we got here. Two vests. It all started with a vest. All right, you got like five minutes awesome. here, so uh, you don't have a lot of good stuff today. Nothing happened yesterday. <laughs> well, what do you want to hear? First of all, I'm going to tell you, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Edison Heating we'll and Cooling. Boomer yeah. agrees with me. No spring training sound. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah. No spring training sound. Somebody gets hurt or something um, like that. Get that out of there. You know, I didn't have any spring training oh, you didn't? sound okay, this good. hour. Good. Well, right. I mean, listen, Aaron Boone awkwardly tripping over an answer. That was fun. fun for me. That was play, fun, yeah. You know? Okay. And Buck talking about hot potato. potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It's no not, more spring it's training. Non, it's non-baseball minutia. Actually, it's you're right sort about of that. off-color stuff. I mean, honestly, as a Ranger fan, I can't wait to see what the Rangers look like after a few days of practice. Yes, and I... And a new power play set up yeah. and everything else. I, I cannot Nobody cares about that. hockey, Shut Boomer. Shut up. I cannot wait for that game tonight. I've been preaching that for days about these people that are ready to end Everybody the season. Everybody just relax. Hopefully they won't make us look like fools R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> Get used to hearing that. Yes. Uh, a few more from Joe Shane, then, if that's all right. Yeah. Looking at the road ahead, now that they got got Daniel Jones' contract taken care of. This is finally where we have you know flexibility, draft capital, a second draft class. And we really start building this thing knowing that 
you know, we have Daniel in place. A far cry from where they were when he arrived this time last year. We were just talking about a player. I won't name the position or anything. It's like, yeah, we're guessing his market might be two and a half. And I'm like, it's, we can afford that. Like, like, it's only two and a half. Like, we can actually afford it. You know, we're not uh, shopping for minimum players anymore. Uh, they're also getting well, two ready. and a half is, you know, that's a little bit more than minimum. Yeah. But if Wink Martindale is coming in there going, I want this guy, he's going to look at him going, no, I don't think so. <laughs> they're still in cap hell. And, uh, you know, they've solidified their immediate future with their quarterback signing. Yes. And, and Saquon keeping Barkley. Saquon Barkley, yeah. assuming they do keep him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, now they have to add defense. They got to add wide receivers. I, I, to me, it's linebackers and wide receivers seem to be the the number one part. Or yeah, one and one a. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you always tell me I think about things I shouldn't be thinking about. And you're right. The thing I was thinking about I shouldn't have been thinking about yesterday is what Wink Martindale does in the offseason. And I couldn't figure it out. I, I pictured him either at a resort with pina coladas <laughs> or somewhere out hunting, and I couldn't figure out which one he was. Is he? You, you don't see him as a golfer. No. I do not, no. I see him either sitting on the beach, you know, with like a hat over his head, napping with a, a frozen drink next to him and like a magazine on his gut. Or <laughs> I see him out there like killing a wild boar with his bare hands in Man- Montana. And I'm not sure exactly what it is. Like, where does he go in the offseason? Where is Wink Martin? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking where about yesterday. Where in the world is mm-hmm. Wink Martin? Though? I would yeah. think that he's over. I think these coaches get a little time off. Yeah. Not a lot, but a little time off. And... The nice thing for him is that he, you know, he's been here a year now. It's not, a, there's no change or any of that thing. I would think sooner or later that they will be back in the office. Sure, meetings, and they will have meetings, pre-draft meetings, but they'll also be meeting with defensive coaches mm-hmm. and evaluating all the players. Mm. So I'm sure that he's probably back here now working. He could have been at the combine. I don't know. Might yeah, have been. Maybe. Possible. But when he gets that time off, yeah. What's, what's he, he doing? What is he doing? See, look at him. You could picture both things, couldn't you? Out there shooting. Elk. Absolutely. I can absolutely see either of those options. Sipping on a Miami Vice. Or both. Yeah, right. One week in the deer stand, another week on the beach, (laughs) and another the Caribbean. Maybe. Or a third option. He's just constantly scheming up different That, too. I could see him doing that as well. There you go. Man of mystery. Uh, Let's see here. All right. College basketball, Jim Beheim out at Syracuse following their exit from the ACC tournament, following to Wake Forest on a buzzer beater. Initially seemed like Beheim was maybe saying goodbye on his own during his postgame presser. I've been just unbelievably fortunate to be able to keep this job. I mean, Mike Brace thrilled that he was at Notre Dame 23 years. He's a puppy, you know. I've had 47 years. I got to coach my sons. Well, he seemed to be bringing it all for, uh, full circle. We heard the clip last hour where he said, hey, I already gave my retirement speech last weekend, which seemed to be news to everyone. So one of the Syracuse reporters followed up. Are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not yeah. saying you're retiring, but you're I not just saying- said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. And within about an hour, the school put out the release saying he would not return. Uh. Associate head coach Adrian Autry will take over. And the release did not use the word retirement. So it kind of, not really sure where all this stands right now. Boomer, you alluded to perhaps uh, another position for him within the school down the road yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Maryland so. did that with Gary Williams. Yeah. So Gary Williams is still a part of the athletic department, still goes out and helps raise money for the basketball program, that kind of stuff. Right. 
I don't know, you know, maybe that would be in Jim's future. I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, yeah. he is 78 years old. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, live your life, man. Absolutely. But you know what? That's been his life. That's all I, I he know, knows. But then, I, know, you know? I know that's all they all know. But he's got plenty of money. Mm -hmm. He's got a plenty of opportunity to go travel, do things that maybe he's never done before. Maybe, maybe he takes on some TV responsibilities. He would be. Yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? He's got to pep it up, pep, pep things up. Or not, there. or just be the salty jerk yeah, that he's been the last 15 years. How many of these guys who finally give it up, how many of them do the Don Nelson and just go to Hawaii and smoke weed? Yeah, not, not a lot of them. Yeah, there's really not a lot of them. How much, you know, how much money do you think he's made over the 47 oh, years? can't even imagine. <laughs> $150 million? Yeah. yeah, they, uh, you'd have to start over $100 million, yeah. yes, obviously. Well, yeah. yeah, and just in the last 10 years alone. Golly. Yep. Enjoy it. Locally, St. John's and you live in, And you're living in Syracuse. You know. Round one, Big East Tournament, 76-63. Seton Hall fell to DePaul. Pirates up two late, committed a foul on a three-point attempt. DePaul made all three free throws to go up by one, 3.9 seconds remaining. DePaul leads 66-65. Odie Cowley will throw it in. Odie Cowley gets it inbound Samuel on the hook and ladder to Odie Cowley. Odie Cowley into the lane, layup, knocked away as time runs out. Was it goaltending? Pirates want goaltending. And of course, is Gary Cohen, courtesy of Learfield. Right. It was ruled goaltending. And then uh, Keith Hernandez piped in and said, thank God we're not going to overtime, Gary, because I, don't, <laughs> I do not want to be here any longer. <laughs> they did overturn the decision, so a 66-65 final, which is the end of a 12-game skid for DePaul. Afterwards, Seton Hall head coach Shaheen Holloway on that final play. You know, we executed and the kid just made a good block. I thought it... Uh, I thought when you, I thought when you hit the rim, it's goaltender, but I'm not an official, so I don't know. They were up four with 16 seconds left, couldn't put the game away. As for St. John's, they'll face Marquette today at noon. Same tip time for Rutgers with Jerry on the call, of course, against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament from Chicago. NBA Kevin Durant was set to make his home debut for the Suns last night, but he slipped during pregame warm-up, sprained his left ankle. He's now headed for an MRI. The Suns did handle the Thunder with ease, 132-101, behind 44 points from Devin Booker. Let's check. Back in with Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors. They lost to the Clippers in L.A. late last night, 108-100. Uh, now, the Raptors in this game were called for five more fouls than the Clippers, and the free throw attempts were 31-14 in favor of the Clippers. Here is Van Vliet. It was also called for a tech in this game. His extended post-game thoughts on the officiating. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight um i thought that on most nights you know out of the three there's one or two that just <laughs> the game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter i get a tech change the whole dynamic of the game change the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard i like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be and um just kind of the game up nobody's you know, coming to see that so he'll come to see the players. Man, he sounds like such a well-spoken guy, and he's got to be dropping f-bombs. He was. Time. He's never raised his voice, never yelled. Just like very matter-of-fact. <laughs> what do you think he'll get fined for that? A lot. A hundred thousand, hundred fifty. I don't know, but he said it the while. He goes, "I'll take on the fine," whatever. which is crazy to just know that. I'm I'm just gonna give that away. Yep. Like just be able to write that check for hundreds of thousands of dollars for a twenty-five second soundbite. Had to yeah. get it off his chest, apparently. He did. Yeah. It had been building. Uh, I mentioned the net injuries for tonight against the Bucks. So took a look at their injury report, which they put out last night on their uh, Nets PR Twitter feeds. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Nick Claxton, out. Right thumb sprain, left Achilles. I can't even pronounce this word. 
T-E-N-D-I-N-O-P-A-T-H-Y. Tendinopathy? Nicaragua is actually. Nicaragua, right, yes. Yeah. Cameron Johnson, out. Right knee soreness. Royce O'Neal, out. Left knee soreness. Ben Simmons, we know, out with his nonsense. And then they followed up an hour later. Oh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, out. Rest. Oof. So basically mailing it in tonight. Yeah. Milwaukee against feet the Bucks. Feet up night. little feet up night. We will have pregame coverage on the fan Just, just giving the Bucks the game, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like, that's right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> what? How, what? What? What's the I net know. money line tonight? Yeah. Let's, let's find out. Yeah, but let's nobody's do playing. Doesn't matter. I mean... No one was playing for the Hornets the other night. They Spencer beat the Knicks. Spencer Dinwiddie is taking a maintenance game? It, says, it doesn't even say maintenance. It legit rest. says rest in parentheses. Yeah, and that's from the Spencer Nets account. Spencer Dinwiddie? Correct. Just yes. slap a freaking injury on there for crying out rest. loud, you know? And that was separate from the other... I mean, it's got to be a little bit embarrassing. Plus 6'10". I mean, we yeah. have to go. You, heard, you yeah. heard what Josh Hart said after yeah. their I loss sure against the Charlotte Loved Hornets. It. Yeah. I'm tired. What are you talking about, tired? Yeah. we got to bring the energy every night. Yeah, we're basketball players. Yeah, it's unless, a, unless you're resting. 12 and a half is the spread and plus 6'10". Why for the A couple Nets. bucks plus 6'10". Yeah. yeah, why not? We've got Jet Safety Will Parks on the line. We're going to talk to him in just a second. He's been at the center of the quarterback Twitter universe over the last 24 hours. But just quickly, Diana Rossini of ESPN basically tweeted out a bunch of stuff saying that there is optimism in the Jets organization, that they are on the brink of landing future Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets internally are working under an optimism that this will happen. Jets and Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contract. Those conversations started before the meeting. So Those are done. That, yeah. that part of it is done. I've already ordered my Aaron Rodgers uh, jersey. What number? Zero? I, I told him, I said, whatever number he selects, that's the number that I'm wearing. I'm not wearing 12 unless he selects it. All right. Well, joining us right now is a man that was recruiting Aaron Rodgers on Twitter yesterday. Jets safety and special teams guru Will Parks, who had that block punt return for a TD against Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers last year. What's up, Will? Good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. So uh, what do you think about uh, what you just heard there, that uh, on the brink, Aaron Rodgers on the brink of becoming a New York Jet? That sounds pretty awesome to me. It's 751, <laughs> that's some good news. <laughs> yeah, especially if you think any of your recruiting last night on Twitter had anything to do with this. Man, I don't even know if he's seen my tweet. He's a superstar, so he probably just didn't even get it. But if he did, thank you so much. Yeah, so what made you go with... Uh, bring that ass over here, broski. <laughs> and you got know, to think, bro, it's Twitter. So, you know, I mean, I'm not too serious on that app. But, you know, it, when you throw some humor into it, you know, you got the fans online. You know, they especially just Twitter, they go crazy um, each and every day of the week. So I just kind of wanted to throw some humor on it. And uh, Justin Hardy actually, um, you know, wrote us in the group chat. I was like, hey, let's... Uh, you know, I started doing some tweets and stuff like that, and that's kind of how that happened. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, that's okay. great. So you guys are all in on this together, then? Yeah, I mean, we know this. We've seen the news, and we've seen all this. You know, we talked about you know, uh, you know, Derek Carr, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, the organization want to make a move in that uh, position and stuff like that. So, you know, why wouldn't we? Uh, you know, want to help out and, and do what we got to do to try to get one of those guys over here. You know, Will, you guys played the Green Bay Packers last season. You saw Aaron Rodgers up close and personal. So what did you see on the field when you played him? I mean, obviously, we all know he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm um, going to be a Hall of Fame guy. Um, uh, I, I played him uh, throughout my career numerous times, stuff like that. Um, he's one of those guys that gets better uh, with, 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 with age, you know what I'm saying? So 
Um, you know, to have a guy like that, his leadership skills and, you know, his, his deep ball, uh, you know, it's, it's, his overall well-being here, his presence along with, you know, take a team so far and things of that sort. So we got a group of guys like us, you know, that's, that's being and that's hungry, you know, to win a lot of football games. Um, 12 need to, to make his way over here. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get his ass over here, yes. Uh, Will Parks, Jet Safety with us. Uh, also a special teams guru and someone who has been all over this Aaron Rodgers situation on Twitter. Him and his teammates yesterday recruiting Aaron Rodgers and apparently on the brink. Now, you also had a tweet yesterday that Lamar Jackson liked. This is another reason why I wanted to talk to you because you are like all over this stuff. You tweeted out, I know what's about to happen too. That's crazy. And Lamar Jackson liked that. And give us some insight into that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he did that until like last night. Um, another great quarterback, um, you know, in this league, uh, MVP, going to be a Hall of Famer and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and he's not even 27 years old yet, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's crazy, bro, to be honest, that tweet wasn't even about football. Hmm. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just, it's just the fact that you know a lot of things are going on. Anything I guess I tweet or one of my or one of my teammates to tweet, you know, you know, is going to get blew up. So that that was insane, actually. Yeah, I figured we we figured that you knew that maybe he was going to Atlanta or something, or he's going to get a huge contract, or what's going on? Maybe you guys got the same agent. No, nah, I, I didn't know any of that. I mean, I just, you know, he, he's a football player, and, and 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 obviously, you know, that that tweet went crazy. And that's, I mean, he did like it. Though. I might actually try to holler at him, see what he what, what, what's going on. You know, he did that. <laughs> well, what do you think? Of, not just with the tweet, but w- what do you think is going on with Lamar Jackson right now? Like, what's your assessment of that situation with him and the Ravens? Oh man, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know the obviously know nothing about it, um. But I obviously do want somebody to get a long-term deal with whomever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that guy's put so much work in on the field. Um, and not just on the field, man. Um, he's one of those few guys in the league like myself who is so involved in the community, working things of that sort. So why shouldn't he be rewarded with, you know, whatever he wants, you know what I'm saying? Because he came to the playoffs numerous times. And um, even even with the guys that he has, you know, back there, I mean, he, he's making, uh, you know, nothing out of something every single time. So, I mean, he's a superstar in our league, a great guy, things of that sort. So, uh, okay, I hope you get his coins. I pray you get his coins. You know, Will, I think everybody agrees with that assessment. The question is, would you advise him to get an agent, or would you tell him to continue to go down the path that he's going without an agent? To be honest, bro, like, I mean, I've had an agent, agent my whole career. Um, it, it's worked out for me. Um, he has it, and it's kind of worked out for him. I mean, he's going on his sixth or seventh year um, and things of that sort. Um, I mean, you, you can say yes, and you can say no. Um, the guy, I mean, he's a pro at what he's been doing, so I'm sure he's a pro at, you know, talking and making negotiations and, and, and trying to do the right thing for him and his family. So, I mean, I just pray, you know, he, he does what he has to do. Talking to Will Parks of the New York Jets. Now, when you hear all this stuff about Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and going to Peru and taking that ayahuasca drug or going in this darkness retreat and all of these things, I, what do you think when you hear that? I like that. You like, like it? I, I, I like that because I always told myself when I was, when I when when I win, I break the bank. I'm going to buy a house in Montana, build my own my own fortress, my own cabin, and literally train and put myself away for so long. So I he probably wasn't training, but to go away and kind of just mentally clear yourself, uh, you know, physically clear yourself, things of that sort. That's like Darth Vader vibes, bro, like Star Wars type stuff. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, I thought you'd think it was weird, but that that's a great point. So Hell no, that's not weird. That's not weird at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely different. So why Montana by yourself? I mean, you you guy you anti-social. You don't sound like it. Man, I don't even know what Montana looked like. I just know that's a place where nobody could find me. <laughs> you mean Zach Wilson didn't invite you out to Idaho last year? I mean, to be honest, bro, if he did, I would have went. But no, he took all his receivers and the tight ends, and that's, and that's what they needed to do. So um, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I definitely uh, would have went if he invited me. All right, well, let me ask you this now. Is this, like, let's say that Aaron Rodgers comes here, he's your quarterback. Is this a good thing for Zach Wilson? To be honest, bro, hell yeah. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson is still young. You know what I'm saying? They, and they invested a lot of things into Zach Wilson. Um, I, I love Zach Wilson's game and stuff like that. I'm not even lying just because, no, he's a great football player. He, I mean, obviously, it's a lot of things that he has to work on. But 12 coming in and mentoring you and showing you the ropes and giving you the, 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 the blueprint on how to do this thing in the NFL. Come on, bro. I want that, too. That's like, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 Brian Dawkins or Sean Taylor, you know, the greats coming in, uh, you know, at the, at the, at the end of their career, as long as same guys coming in and showing me the ropes a little bit, I would take that any day of the week. You bounce around a little bit after getting drafted in the sixth round. You hear with the Jets, you had success last year. Do you feel like this is your home now? Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, and they, and they said it themselves, bro. Like, you know, they want me to stay here and, 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 and for as long as I can. You know, I had a five year career in Denver. 2021 was kind of a, uh, a, a rough year for me as far as being best friend on teams. And it happens to most guys. And, you know, it's not about, you know, how you start. It's about how you finish. And I've been here the last three years, end of 21, all of 22. So I'm back this year. Um, yeah, it's my home, bro. That's where I'm at with it. So I'm going to do everything I got to do to put myself in a position to help this team win. Well, I know I'm a good football player. I'm going on my eighth year. I'm not nowhere near 30 yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, I'm on uprise, bro. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited to go with this group. I'm excited to go with going on right now i'm just excited to be a part of this process so so i told you young guys that have a lot of energy and a lot of confidence and will is one of those guys so well i'm just trying to think what is it going to be like when they do announce finally the aaron Rodgers contract and he's going to be your quarterback is it going to be a huge celebration to get started here well i would drive up the floor and park from where i'm at right now and, and shake that dude hand <laughs> where are you right now it's in philadelphia and i got my son down here and yeah. i'm there at times and my family is down here and stuff like that, but uh, that's an hour and five minute drive, and I was doing that during the season, so that ain't about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that is tremendous. Yes. Uh, do you think, you know, number 12's retired now that you know about the Jets and Jets history, been here for a couple years. Number 12's retired with Joe Namath. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, do you think that he should be wearing number 12? To be honest, Aaron Rodgers will probably tell yourself, Joe, Joe Namath is one of the best quarterbacks the league's ever had. Um, I would, man, I would say no, but obviously, you know, things can change. But I think Aaron Rodgers has enough respect for every great quarterback that has surpassed him and before him to obviously, you know, make 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 it make another number legendary. You know, Will, I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, thank you very much because I've been trying to tell these guys this the last <laughs> couple of days that you know, even the great Joe Montana left, uh, you know, San Francisco where he wore number sixteen and then went to Correct. Kansas City. And changed his number because it was a Hall of Fame quarterback in the history of Kansas City, Len Dawson. And he goes, Len, that's your number. I'll start a new number here in, in, in KC. So I would think that Aaron would probably do that as well. Yeah, I mean, just, just the respect, bro. I mean, the NFL is all about respect, especially for guys that play. Boom. I mean, you guys playing and stuff like that. So 
I mean, you know, we all, we all that's like, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, but that's like me going somewhere trying to get, you know, a retired safety number. Absolutely not, not doing it. Making a legendary number out of my own, and let's keep it moving. Will, the Jets are lucky to have you. We really appreciate you jumping on on short notice and talking about your Twitter account. And we'd love to talk to you again, uh, maybe when you're driving up to Florham Park after they announce Aaron Rodgers is coming on a private jet from Malibu. We'll get you on the phone then, too, all right? All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All right, Will. Thanks, man. That's uh, Will Parks, Jet Safety. That was great. You know what? That tells you right there just how excited these players are. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, they are they are all pumping thinking that it's going to happen. And Diana Rossini's probably pretty accurate with that. I told you yesterday, I felt like he was going. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I know that uh, that the Jets and the and the Packers have been talking. I think that trade thing is already done with. That's that's done and over with. And you know, it sounds like Aaron wants to play. And, and I know a lot of these young players here. As you can hear from Will Parks himself, they admire the hell out of him. Oh, of course. Yeah. So regardless of whatever the Jet fan out there thinks, should they bring in Aaron Rodgers? Shouldn't they bring in Aaron Rodgers? He's a flake. He's this. They should have gotten Derek Carlett. Let me just explain something to you. The entire organization is going to be transformed in a matter of moments. The, moments he, the moment it is announced that he's just decided to come here and play. Yeah. And it may only be for a couple of years. It was kind of just like Kevin Durant decided to come to the Nets. It, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't work out. But I'll tell you one thing, it is a swing for the fences. And I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. I think they'll have uh, their work cut out for them. They're going to have a tough schedule next year. And they're going to be playing in a tough conference. But it does make them immediately relevant in the discussion about the playoffs and possible Super Bowl. Yeah, top five most talked about team, most exciting team going into next year right off the bat. Probably top three. I mean, it just just immediately. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So right before we talk to Will Parks, Jet safety about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets potentially. I read you this Diana Rossini report where it's not really a report. She's just saying that there's tremendous optimism within the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing Aaron Rodgers and they're working under an optimism that this will happen. Now this is the this is the thing though for a for a Jets fan and I know plenty of them and being a Mets fan and a Knicks fan and fans of teams that that it just things fall apart for you a lot, and you played for this organization, this is the worst spot to be in right now. Because your expectations are at a very high level. You're on the one-yard line. Yes. You're thinking you're getting in the end zone, but you still could get stuffed. And the just that, oh, that feeling of anticipation, man, for that Jets fan right now. Now, you're totally confident yes. that this is going to happen. Yeah. So that should make Jet fans feel a little bit better, but... You just even if you hear, even when it happens, you're going to be questioning if if it happened or not. <laughs> like, well, just, you know, I I started becoming, you know, initially I thought it was going to be Vegas. I just I just thought that made sense and everything else because of Devontae Adams only. I wasn't thinking about the coach. The coach probably doesn't want him. But um, the more I started thinking about around the Super Bowl, the more people I was talking to around the Super Bowl and at the Super Bowl, they really. I mean, it was a fait accompli that he was not going to go back to Green Bay. At least it felt that way. And everybody I talked to was like, he's not going back. He's not going back. He's not going back. And I'm like, and there were so many people that I would consider like NFL people that do have conversations with people within the league itself. So that could be an agent. That could be an assistant general manager. That could be an owner somewhere. And then the combine ramped it up even further. 
And now that we're getting close to the new league year, which starts March 15th, the decision has to be made. And once Derek Carr decided to go to New Orleans, you know, then I knew that there was really the the whole thing was going to be predicated around Aaron Rodgers. And, and quite frankly, you know, I all my, you know, every single one of us knew that Green Bay was going to do this, that they wanted to do it. Yeah. And that they were going to have to redo Aaron Con- Aaron Rodgers' contract anyway. So when I find out that, you know, they're taking out their cap guy, their owner, the general manager, plus Nathaniel Hackett, the offense coordinator and the head coach, that means they're sitting down with him saying, this is this is the kind of money we want to pay you. And if we can pay you this kind of money, this is how much money we'll spend over here in free agency. And, you know, and this is this is I'm telling you, this is like Roger Clemens to the Yankees. This is uh, this is it, well, I wouldn't say Carmelo because Carmelo was in the middle of his prime. This mm-hmm. is this is a, this is a true, you know, Hall of Fame player that still has plenty left in the tank, and he's coming to a New York and coming to the New York market. This will be up there with the the biggest Messier. trades and signings. Now, Messier was still in his prime. I mean, yeah. he, had, he had many years here with the. Rangers. But I mean, when a quarterback at thirty nine mm-hmm. years old who is just one season from, removed from back to back MVPs, I know it's not prime, but. We're not talking a guy who's over the hill. No, but you also have to remember it is a 17-game season. It's a long season. There's propensity for injury all throughout the league. And, you know, that's the other interesting kind of dynamic here is that, you know, if he does miss a few games here or there, then Zach Wilson's going to be the guy that has to come in and, you know, keep it going. Uh, And I know there's going to be some growing pains. I hope he gets into all the OTAs and everything and gets to know his teammates because it sounds to me like, his teammates are off the, the hook. Yeah. And if he says he's in at OTAs and he's there every day with them, then that will show them how serious he is about really truly doing something on the scale of a legacy that has, hasn't been done since 1969 here. Sure. And in something that Tom Brady did in a place that, yes, I mean, they appreciated it down there, but you do it here. It's just a totally different situation. And I think that's what I would sell. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Rob Sala and those guys, I would sell it. And even though there is a story out there that is percolating that, you know, this is Woody Johnson's, you know, dream and everything else. If the fact it is, it's a bold move. It's an expensive move and he's putting his money where his mouth is. If it happens. Yes, which is, and if it happens and it works out and the Jets end up winning and at least getting deep into the playoffs, then I think, and it was Woody that was pushing this, then Jet fans are going to feel a little bit differently about him because he's been a much maligned man for Jets fans for a very, very long time. But it still has to get there. It still has to happen. Because he's got the goofy kind of awkward personality. Yeah. He wears that that Jet hat and, you know, know, (laughs) I I understand it, but that's, that's who he is. A little eccentric for sure. But, you know, he's got the right general manager. I can tell you that right now. I mean, I, I, I'm still looking to see how many guys have drafted both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year where there wasn't really much debate at all. No, no, not at all. And there was a guy, another guy he drafted in the same draft who was in the conversation before he got hurt, which was Brees, Brees Hall. Hall. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there was he's like, also got a, Elijah Vera Tucker. Mm-hmm. He's got Makai Becton now coming back. Hopefully he's on the right track. Yep. I mean, you know, this is... I mean, the only thing, the only miss right now is the quarterback, which is, and the that's biggest. a big one. That's there's no question that's a big one. But 
at the end of the day, maybe this is the best way to get the most out of that pick is by bringing a Hall of Fame quarterback in, having that impact on him, just like Will Park said about bringing a guy like Brian Dawkins or Ryan. I remember we brought Ronnie Lott in. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. And Ronnie was still very effective, but he was as effective as he was on the field. He was even that much more effective in the locker room. Now, it's going to be tough to compare because it's been a long time. Uh, it has passed, but I was the midday producer here with Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts in 2008. You were hosting mornings with Craig in 2008. We've talked about the go get Brett from the training camp situation and Brett Favre coming here. To the best of my ability to going back to that time and yes. bringing myself here, and I understand that I was not on the air then and I am on the air now. Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets now. It's very feels- similar. It's very similar, but it feels bigger to me than that did. I felt like Brett Favre was more done at that point. Now, I ended up being wrong because he he was 8-3 and three before he got hurt with the Jets, and then he had a phenomenal season with the Vikings after that, and then a not-so-good season in 2010. So I didn't think he had that much left in the tank. Just at the moment of acquiring him... Or both of these guys, I feel like it's bigger and a bigger deal that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now than it was Favre was a Jet then. It just that's what it feels like to me. You know, I just I think I think I think it's 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 really it's parallel. You know, Brett will be a Hall of Famer eventually, and uh, or is I mean I should say, but the, the the fact is is that this this feels the same to me. You know, yeah. and it really does. And, you know, Brett got that team off to an 8-3 and three start before he got hurt. And yeah. then he had to play through injury as opposed to resting and, and relax, you know, and just calming down and coming back after maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, I, but also it was like the Packers sent him to the Jets, but he wanted to get back to the NFC North to be able to get back at the Packers, Brett Favre. Like, I, that, that was, it was like the Jets were like a waiting place for him. Like, because that whole time, that's what he was trying to do, was get to the Minnesota Vikings to try to stick it to the Packers. I don't feel that way about Aaron Rodgers. Like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to come here, finish his career here, and try to win a Super Bowl with the Jets. Now, I, I don't know. It, it's we very, have to wait to see how it plays out. We yeah. have to wait to see how the season plays out. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait till he tells the Jet fan to R-E-L-A-X. That's <laughs> going to be great. Oh, man. Um, but I do. I think it, I think it's enormous. I think it's a, it's a huge, huge personality player that still has a couple years left, at least if he wants it, if he wants it. But like I said, I just hope that he immerses himself at least in the beginning part here after he signs his contract and trade goes through and all that other stuff. If that happens, I want him to be able to come here and really really impact this team because there's a lot of young guys who are looking forward to it sure uh luke and bellport's been hanging around of course i've got a soft spot for bellport so let's go to luke what's going on man hey boomer and Gina. how you guys doing all right hey, luke, luke what's, what's happening up? well i am a jet fan but so this kind of i guess relates to us now with the news but i'm relating this quarterback market kind of similar to the housing market on long island um <laughs> despite the interest rates going up Home prices are, homes are getting overbid left and right. And I feel like these quarterbacks with Rodgers, and we're going to have to give up probably a lot more than we expected. And um, with Derek Carr and now uh, Daniel Jones, the, the this quarterback market is kind of throwing all these numbers out. And now all these other position players like Lamar Jackson are going to be like saying, look at him. He's getting this. Why can't I get that? 
So, I mean, part of the Oversouth team, this is what we're looking at every day out here. So <laughs> I just wanted to see what you guys are uh, looking at. Uh, I, I hear you, look, man. I'm sure it sounds like he's looking for a house and can't find one. <laughs> well, he's, I, think what he's, I think he's a real estate agent himself. Yeah, maybe. Think. Well, if he's a real estate agent himself, he should be happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I, I would say that... Um, We've always done that as players. We've always compared other players' contracts to our ability to up our contract. That goes on in every sport. Uh, that's what every union wants their players to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, believe you me, when the union saw Daniel Jones's contract come down, they were, they were ecstatic. When Kyler Murray's contract came down last year, they were ecstatic. When Deshaun Watson got his contract, they were really ecstatic. So, you know, there's every now and then there's going to be one or two guys that doesn't get what he thinks he deserves. And Lamar is probably in that camp right now. But when you look at Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Matthew Stafford. I mean, that's what the union wants. They want those salaries to explode because that's exactly where Daniel Jones is in now. Mm -hmm. At the moment, that's where Daniel Jones is in. He will not be there. He will be outside the top 10 after Jalen Hurts, after Justin Herbert, after Lamar Jackson, and after... Joe Burrows. And that was <laughs> and that was the um the argument from the Daniel Jones agents were like this contract soon is not going might be a top ten contract today, but in a couple of years at the cap going up. Years, a couple of months. A couple of months, it's just not going it's not going to be. Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. When there's something going on here at the office, of course, it uh, perks up our attention. What's what's happening? There's people here. So I go to the bathroom. I hear this. The best way I can describe it is din, which is the sound you hear like people in a restaurant, a loud restaurant. Just like a lot of talking, a lot of stuff happening. Commiserating. So, yeah, like, what, like a lot of people. So I go around the corner and there's just a massive amount of people in our commissary with the breakfast and everything that's going on. And nobody, and Al was back there too, nobody that we recognize. We have no idea what's happening. So the, what I'm thinking this could be is last night, Odyssey actually put on a concert at the Hard Rock with B.B. Rexa. Familiar with her? No. B.B. Rexa is a pop artist. She actually performed at halftime of the cowboy game on thanksgiving okay and she's got the song with david getta now that's like a number one song i'm good and then maren morris who you probably know yes, maren morris i do a country artist crossed over to pop a little bit actually on jordan davis's record label so the only thing i can think of is that bb rexa and or maren morris are back there about to perform is that what it is performance space and we didn't get invited to breakfast no i, I heard that there's some sort of corporate training going on I don't know if that's true. That's what you heard? I don't know. That could be an... My thing is so much cooler it than is, that. It is. It is. Yes, I would agree. Who and told you corporate training? Uh, Super Z. Oh, he does. does he, I guess he, he would He went know. back there and got the food. I'm yeah. Super Z. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Of course he got the food. Oh, man. All I was over like, that food. I said, I'm like, how is it that whenever <laughs> there's food here and it's not in an obvious place. It's like beacons go off in people's brains oh, and yeah. they just know where to find it. Right, yeah. It's incredible. Right, like a, like a bee and an empty soda can in the summer. Yeah. Like, they just find their way in. Uh, yeah, I, um, man, I was I was thinking maybe we get one of the two of them to come over here. That would have been cool, but no. Well, it's corporate maybe double training. check and, you know. For, for what? Uh, I don't know. That's why, who, maybe it's, maybe it's wrong. Should we send AG back there to find out? Hey, what are you guys doing here? Huh? 
Yeah, we could, I guess. Would he be the right guy? Though? I mean, I feel like Zach would 100% just go right up to somebody and just be right in their face and Probably, ask. Probably, but I didn't get a second source and to And then confirm. grabbing scrambled eggs. Yeah, right, exactly. Slopping yeah. little sausages on a plate and scurrying away. Now, I said to Gallo, I'm like, why, how do these things, How do we? Where, where does this come from? He goes, well, if you read the station reports we get in our company email, you would have known that the food was going to be here today. So apparently this is something that's been on the books here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess if it's an email, you know, they can say that. They covered their ass. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is why I hate emails. I always tell the people that work for me: no more. E- you know, you can email, but that doesn't mean that you've connected. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> because you've sent an email, <laughs> right. doesn't mean you've connected with the other person and got an answer from that person. I need to have an answer. Sure. Like, did you get my email? Is a real thing. Like, right. sometimes I did not. Well, I actually. don't even look at the email. So, like, I, if so, they really wanted me to know that there was food back there, they would have came into my office yesterday. Like, they were asking other things <laughs> and saying, you know, hey, you know, there's going to be food there tomorrow if right. you want to partake in some food. You, you usually make your way back there for a coffee. At some I did. Point, though I did already this morning, much earlier though. Could so not. there was no sign of food at that point. Right, and I'm not walking in the middle of uh, these people work for us. I don't know. I, I am not walking in the middle of that. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to go back to get another uh, cup of Dunkin', and I could not. It was just blockades. Couldn't even get to the machines? Well, I chose I chose not to once I saw the amount, mass amount of people. I was Got like, it. I'm not going through that. You know, it was, I mean, it's jam-packed. We're talking jam-packed. You made a business decision. I did. I did, absolutely. I was it like, could I, be a super spreader event. It could be. You never know. Oh, my could, God. Could be a norovirus super spreader event. Yeah, you never know. Oh, man, that's really let me down. I was thinking, like, B.B. Rexer, Marin Morris is going to come in here and sing, just like Adam and the Metalhawks. No, it didn't happen. No, corporate meeting. Maybe that's part of, uh, in addition to the breakfast, they'll have a little entertainment for the corporate training. Never know. I'm going to dig into this, CeeLo, while you, you know, do your By update. the way, I yeah. think we missed a major opportunity with Adam and the Metal Hawks. Yeah. To play in our studio back there. Oh, yeah, I know. In the um, performance, the performance studio. studio. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, they probably should have. Yeah, I mean, it, I had not heard them live yet. I saw their Instagram stuff, and then when they performed live, I was like, man, these guys are even better than I thought. So, yep, but they're going to be, for, be performing for like an hour leading up to Boomer and Geo Live. So they're like going to be crushing it and getting the crowd all ready for us on April 7th. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So you got the uh, Diana Rossini report from this morning, which I know you guys delved into before you talked with uh, Will Parks last hour. So basically getting the Jet fans all lathered up as uh, she says this meeting, of course, with the Jet contingent going out to see Aaron Rodgers in California the other day went well. Optimism within the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing Rodgers in what would be a trade with the Packers. And it says the Jets and Green Bay remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contracts. So for now, at least, things to be uh, seem to be moving in the right direction. The latest nonsense from Colin Coward, I believe yesterday, definitely this week, talking about what the Jets would do quarterback-wise if the Rodgers thing should fall through and not work out especially since Zach Wilson has been a bust so far, talking draft here. The Jets know their guy isn't the guy. And at 13, how do you get up to number one, two, three, or four, or five to get a quarterback? They don't have enough draft capital. And most of their most of their good players are very, very young. Could you give up a Sauce Gardner? I mean, you may have to do that. Oh, come on. For, we'll for, give you our Rogers? first at 13 no. and Sauce Gardner to get to four and get a quarterback. Even oh, worse, oh. he wants to trade Sauce Gardner off defensive rookie of the year to move up from 13 into the top five in the draft to get another quarterback. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> it's a bad one. Yeah, one of the... 
really the best players, defensive players in football. Like, yeah. Like, in not just out of the rookie year. class. Yeah, yeah right. right. In yeah. football, to trade up to get an unknown guy at number four to be your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. okay. Thanks. Unlikely to happen. Thanks for playing. So you wondered aloud about Wink Martindale last hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. off season. So I tried to do a little digging, see, you know, maybe someone did a story about his, his background. He's definitely his not life. on Instagram. <laughs> right. So I did find a piece from The Athletic from, I guess, 2018 when he was with Baltimore. Maybe the first season he was their defensive coordinator. Full feature, long form, upbringing, everything. This dude is all football, man. It yeah, is, it's unbelievable. Does I mean, it have it, any any wink time? I even I looked. I mean, listen. I'm not saying he doesn't have hobbies. Maybe he does. Maybe he's like Jim Beheim. But this story, he's so just all locked in. Yeah, paint a picture time, all year round of a guy who played at Defiance College in Ohio. Defiance College. Yes. <laughs> what a great place for Wink Martindale. Here's where this might shed a little light, and we're making an assumption here. But I'm going to go with the the hunting. Okay. Grizzled, you know, sure. tough guy route. Right. right after college, he took a job with the family's trucking company, yeah. hauling brake parts every day from Dayton to Detroit. A grueling six-hour drive Good around trip. for Tommy Boy. Yeah, exactly. And he hated <laughs> Callahan, it. Callahan Auto yeah, Pots. Exactly. He hated it, so he quit after a year to pursue his passion for coaching, and he's been in coaching ever since. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, is he coaching right now? That's the question. You he can't be coaching. He's got to be. be scheming. It's probably scheming. Probably yeah, scheming. scheming. Oh, you think he's walked on right? I think uh, Joe Shane, much like so, what the Bengals do with their uh, coaches, I, I still think they do this, is that they make their coaches go out and scout for them. And they go and meet the per- prospective players. Yeah. And they usually have a really good track record within their their their, their draft history. Yeah. And I, I think that's an important thing. So, but I don't. I wonder if he's doing that. I wonder if Joe Shane is asking any of his coaches to go out and meet some of these players that they're interested. Plus, you got free agency next week. They've got to have meetings on, you know, who they want to target, who might fit, who might not. I yeah, I mean, right he's now there's stuff well. to do. But like immediately after the season ended, when they were eliminated yeah. by the Philadelphia Eagles, First at that point, you know, like yeah, exactly. You could probably have a week to get to go over debriefing or whatever. Then right after, right after that, I right. think um, it's interesting that. The two guys that that I feel like are going to have contracts already done going into free agency are, are going to be the two tackles, Orlando Brown and Mike McClinchy. Okay. I think both of those, I feel like both of those guys are going to be on the open market and somebody's wanna, somebody's going to want to go get a tackle. And right off the bat with the tampering period, we're going to yeah, find I think, out. I, I think we're going to hear, I would say that those two guys would be at the top of the list. And both not returning to their respective no, teams. Yeah, I don't think so. Right, I think they, them, right? you know, because you got to think about it, San Francisco's got to pay Nick Bosa a huge contract, you know, and they're they're lucky because they're getting you know Jimmy G is off their books and everything, and they're not really playing, paying any quarterbacks. Yeah, so now's the time to start paying those guys. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, once this tampering period starts on on Monday. Yeah, which is really the start of free agency. Like we always yeah. talk about, it's the it's the tampering is now the start of free agency. So officially Wednesday, whatever the time is, but Monday the names. See, start but this coming is the why way. the Jets have got to get this Aaron Rodgers thing done now, so Joe Douglas knows how much money he's allowed to spend or has to spend, not on on the own his own players that he wants to keep, but also on the free agents that he wants to bring in or the free agents that Aaron Rodgers would like him. To Absolutely, bring in. I told you Friday ten oh three. That's when it's happening. It's got, it's got to happen because they got to start immediately on the identifying the free agents they want to sign. Get that BT reaction video queued yeah. up. I mean, it just <laughs> happened with Derek Carr. It just happened. Yeah. It was like 10.05. The same thing's going to happen. It's going to be really interesting to see 
like if the Jets have to rework any more contracts or release anybody. Before they, making really, the deal. I don't think they've released anybody. No, yet. but they reworked CJ Uzama. Yeah, I know that. But they haven't released anybody like a Corey Davis or something like that. No. They haven't done that yet. Yep. And they could still do that. They could still designate two of their players that they would consider releasing as June 1st. You know, uh, cuts so they can basically spread out money and Push have even more money for yeah. the salary cap because it, it sounds to me like Woody Johnson is all in financially right now. Yeah. Here was Daniel Jones yesterday, uh, of course, after signing his or agreeing to and then signing his new four year contract on reports that his reps at one point were asking for $45 million per year. There was plenty of numbers thrown out and, and uh, you know, some may have been true, some may not have been true, so it's a negotiation that's, you know, part of it. Did he insist or urge the Giants to get him some more weapons before signing on long-term? None of that was discussed specifically. You know, we were focused on, on my deal. I was focused on, on my business and, and getting uh, the deal done, and, and I'm excited about it. And that is out of the way now, and he'll have a uh, cap number significantly lower than it would have been for this year had he ended up with the franchise tag. So you guys don't want spring training sound. I'll give you a little bit more uh, off-the-beaten-path takes from Buck instead, if you're good with that. So we heard him talk uh, hot potato earlier, serving as a hand warmer in the winter. Further thoughts on food and cuisine. Apparently not a big fan of hibachi restaurants. As long as it's not that place where they smoke you out and cut the food up in front of you, bend something. Yeah, you, you close, you go home, and you smell like you've been in a smokehouse. Yeah, and they're throwing dead shrimp at you and stuff. Yeah, dead shrimp. Dead shrimp. Yeah, live shrimp would be a little weird. It yeah. sounds like, number one, he's bored and he's trying to do like a stand-up comedy yeah. routine. Pretty much. Yeah. Seriously, he knows exactly what he's talking about. Of course about. he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, in fairness, this was pregame before they're facing Nicaragua in an exhibition match. There we go. Game, so a bunch of his guys have gone to the WBC. So, you know, he's hanging out, just kind of he is shooting right, the breeze. Though. He is right about the uh, the Benihana thing or, yeah. or any high bot. You leave that place, your clothes immediately have to be washed. Because they will stink like that place for weeks there. But there are a number of places that are like that. You go into a bagel shop, same deal. Not you know, the same scent, but the the smell being stuck on your clothes. You know who loves Benihana? Little witty doo doo. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sabrina does not like Benihana. Yeah, she gets Boompa scared. not going in there. Yeah. Not going in there. No, not that's, a that's, that's for mom and dad to take right, care of. Very good. But when Sabrina saw Daddy do the sake like the ah when they squirted it in the mouth, that was the end. It scared the hell out of her. <laughs> Daddy, what the hell are you doing? I'm like ah. Uh, Daddy's got to have some time too, Sabrina. <laughs> Come on, please. Now pop some wasabi into my mouth while you're at it. Uh, by the way, confirmed corporate team. Mm. Yeah, of course. I said I, I sent to uh, the head of uh, promotions. I said, is there a bunch of uh, commotion in the break room? Is BB Rexa or Marin Morris here? I got an LOL. No, it's the corporate team. Mm. Corporate yeah. team. Corporate team. They're having a big team meeting. What? Who's on the? Are we a part of the corporate? No, team? definitely no. not. Who is no. the corporate team? No. That's a good question. <laughs> and are they usually here eating before nine a.m. on a Thursday why? morning? Uh, why do they feed the corporate team? They don't right. feed us exactly. I will say this: they looked like a bunch of young go-getters when I went back there. Yeah, really. Young what made them look like young go-getters, Al? Hey, like they were energetic. They were young. They were younger. I, okay. I was like, is this a 10-10 wins uh, sort of thing? I thought that would be an older crowd. You think if we went in there and I screamed at them, like, get <laughs> off your ass and get out there and do your job? Oh, my God. 
That would be so awesome. Just send Gallo with you, please, for that. That would be perfect, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone's choking on a waffle back there. <laughs> <laughs> comes. It was one of those spreads where they had tons of different cream cheeses to choose from, like tons of flavors. But no eggs and bacon, no sterno. <laughs> tons of different cream cheeses? Yeah, you know, they scoop it out like an ice cream scoop. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Tons of them. Is this a wow. soccer situation? I don't know. Yeah. A lot of like cream cheese and chives. Yeah, like everything. That. Scallion cream cheese, right. veggie cream cheese, strawberry, strawberry cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't How many even like cream cheeses are there. It wasn't even in the containers. Oh, it was already scooped out on a display. Wow, man! Oh man! How many so, different? How many different? Oh, boomer! You've been you've been in these bagel shops. I got one down by me in Freehold, New Jersey. They've got a whole case of them, different weird. Yeah, crazy I'm just a basic cream cheese guy. That's yeah. me. Oh yeah, you your head would spin in this place. Yeah. Yeah, everything bagel seasoning, cream Pretty, cheese. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, wow. That happens. Cookie dough, cream cheese. Jalapeno cheddar, cream yeah. cheese. Oh, yeah. Cream cheese, cream cheese. A lot of options. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I haven't had cream cheese in a while. What was the last time you had cream cheese? Oh, out? now. <laughs> 2006. <laughs> when when Craig that? was getting bagels probably all those yeah. years ago. Yeah, but you were telling me yesterday, steak and dairy. And yeah, steak and dairy. But cream cheese, no? Certain cream cheeses. A lot of them have bad fillers in them. What kind of cream cheese? <laughs> Um, you know, since I don't really eat cream cheese anymore, I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I just to tell you the popular brands, probably no good. Can't speak on it. You yes. got to be careful if you're actually eating cream cheese. <clears throat> that some is a cream, like Philadelphia, sometimes cream cheese spread, which right. is not real cream cheese. Just like, mm-hmm. what is that? A little creamy protein. <laughs> it's like, when, it's like sometimes you see peanut butter and other yeah. things are labeled like Skippy peanut butter spread. Yeah. What, a lot what is of, that? Uh, what lot is of bad that? oils in there. A lot Different. of bad oils. It's yeah. not considered cream cheese, real yeah. what cream cheese. What about Justin peanut butter? No, that's no. the one that everyone thinks is healthy, not healthy. Because they sell it at Whole Foods. No, they got palm oil. They in got it. palm oil in oh, it. Oh, no good. good. Okay. <laughs> what about the cream cheese now? Which what? Which Tempty. One? Tempty has real cream Tempty. cheese. Tempty. Now I'm sure that they have a lot of bad ingredients in it, but that's legit cream cheese. Where Philadelphia, you got to be careful. If you get a tub of Philadelphia. Why do I know this stuff? Yeah. You get a tub of Philadelphia, it's cream cheese spread. If you get it in the blocks, in the aluminum foil, yeah, that's yeah. real cream cheese. So what is it about the tub oh. that makes it have to be spread? I don't know. I found the good one. Uh, Kite Hill makes a very nice cream cheese. Very, very nice cream very cheese. Very nice. What is cream? <laughs> does that come in a, uh, a tube? A, a cream tub. Awesome. Cream. A tub? A small tub. Yeah. A tub. I don't know why cream cheese doesn't come in a tube. Right. Well, they started doing that with sour cream now. You just like (laughs) squirt it out of the thing. Put the cream on us. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, if it came in a tube, you could, you probably would mix it up with some kind of caulking. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to mix up cream cheese in your caulk. Cremo land. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby. Uh, All right. So they've got lots of cream cheese. Bring that cream. Uh, I told you about that time we ran that commercial with caulk in it, caulk. where there was a either upstate New York or Midwest person that was, this was back when I was producing, and they said, like, I started doing uh, errands around the house, DIY projects. I even filled my windows with cock. <laughs> and it was like, but, and I was like, well, maybe that works in Wisconsin, yeah. around here in the tri-state area. It's, it's caulk. Right. It's, that's what it's caulk. It's, it has to be caulk. It's yeah, right. Celebratory caulk, which is a different thing. <laughs> yeah, but still, yeah. Then I was like, we can't run that this commercial. That is cork. Yeah, that's cork. Yeah, it's cork and caulk. Caulk. 
but it's it's not cock, which is what she said. Yeah, which <laughs> is how they pr- how they pronounce it in cork. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> what is cork. what is that? Yeah. Cork. That's, cork. that's celebratory. Celebratory cork. cork. Not to be confused with cork. the great Harris Allen drop from years ago. Yeah, celebratory cream pie, which brings products. us back to cream. Right. Uh, all right. comes full circle with the cream. Hopefully they're playing celebratory cork. There you go. Hopefully they're playing our show to the corporate team right now back there. <laughs> Hopefully we're on the loudspeaker and they're getting a, a nice slice of this segment. Uh, all right, very good there, oh, CL. Yeah, that was top notch. All right, we'll talk to you next hour. It's Boomer Geo coming to you live at the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. A big corporate meeting back in our break room. Breakfast, multiple types of cream cheese. I'm doing reconnaissance work on here to see what the hell's going on because nothing like this happens while we're here. I mean, just never, unless it's something for our show and people are bringing in food or Dunkin' Donuts brings in donuts with our faces on it or something like that. It's usually us. We're the, the center of the breakfast universe of something is going on and now we're not even a part of this. So it's like, it's blowing my mind. So a couple different things. One, I sent Gallo right into the belly of the beast. I just said, go in there, just get get your hands dirty, find out. Boomer wants to know how many cream cheeses there are. I need to know who's in there, count the people, meet the people, come back and report to me. And I did find out, too, from uh, other sources, it's the national sales team that's back there. That explains a few things that have happened around here the last couple days. It's the people that report into Brian Benedict. Our chief revenue officer, and there's some people from other markets in there as well. So national sales. Team. All right, I see. Okay, national sales team. That's where that's where we're working. You with. know, the, the good thing for us is we're both on you know some sort of diet right now and some reset fasting yeah, yeah. reset. Yeah, yeah. So we don't really need to be a part of all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't I I'm not going to break the fasting reset. I just would like to know what's happening. This is a great time for me to not be tempted by it because I'm so locked in with this. It doesn't matter. I just want to know what the hell's happening. I got to get to my porridge in about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been uh, slowly nursing my L nut bar uh, this morning, breaking it into pieces and making sure I have that. And uh, yes, it's the, this is what we do. Regeneration. Today's like the day you know you get tired in the middle of it. Today's the day you start picking up your energy. Right. It's like totally different. Uh, all right, very good. So we'll see if Gallo comes back with some actual information. Or he might come back with an employee. Who knows? He might just bring somebody back in here uh, to find out what the hell's happening. Uh, Gene's in Northport wants to talk some football with us. What's up, Gene? Hey, hi, guys. How are you? Great, right, Gene. Gene. What's, what's up? happening? Good, good. I have actually a question for Boomer because of all this talk with Lamar Jackson and people giving different reasons for why maybe nobody is offering. And my question is, if tomorrow, let's say, he said and put out a statement that he was willing to take the Daniel Jones type of package with no guarantee, do you think the teams would be lining up to make the offer? Well, he's not going to say that. He is that that's no, not I enough. Know. I know, but I, yeah, but of course, if he said that, of course, teams would line up immediately to, to give him that money and bring him in. But, you know, what he's yeah. looking for, at least presumably what he's looking for is a significant amount of money more than what Daniel Jones has made. No, I get that, and I get the guarantee is the issue. But And it bothers me when some people don't seem to be listening and accusing of different reasons why he's not getting the offer. I would never offer him that kind of money with a guarantee, especially with his injuries. Uh, 
of recent uh, days. You could say that same thing about a, a lot of the guys in the league. You could see, you could come, you could say that about Jimmy Garoppolo. You could say that about Aaron Rodgers, who's had injury history. You could say that well, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. This year. But, but they're not. A, they're not asking for guaranteed money. Well, true. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they did get some guaranteed money. They're just not asking for Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I think the whole thing breaks. But obviously, you guys have talked that talked that out for days. Yes. Now, so yes. Gene, I we have talked. Yes. I just. Indeed, I just wish. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to say it a thousand times until he signs a contract. I just wish he had an agent who had his back. Yeah, and the friends around him need to tell him now. Like Calais Campbell is like his biggest fan. Mm -hmm. Calais needs to call him. And say, look, Lamar, whatever, you do, just go get an agent. Yeah, you can negotiate the terms of the deal with the agents. I'm sure any agent out there would love to have him as a client. Oh, of course. I mean, and, and we said athletes first, and Daniel Jones made a great, great decision going there. Because the guys that they got contracts prior to Daniel Jones were other types of contracts where people were going, what? Dak Prescott off an injury. Russell Wilson off his worst year. And now Daniel Jones, after one good year, getting $40 million a year. I'm telling you right now, if I was a quarterback in 2023, I'd hire them. You know who else has athletes first for an agency? Mm, Joe Burrow? T. Higgins. Oh, okay. Very good. T. Speak with agent penis. Okay, Al. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that done maybe later today. Put that right in there. And <laughs> I got that. But, yeah, so T. Higgins has athletes first, which tells me that there's no way that T. Higgins is going back to the Bengals for $3.9 million this coming season. As a matter of fact, his projected number and what his number compared to other players uh, that are very similar to his output over the previous three seasons is $20 million a year. So I told you, eight, between 18 and 22 is what he's worth. Mm-hmm. So how are the Bengals going to make all of this work? They can't. I mean, I know the general they manager. They can. I don't know how they can. I don't. Well, I don't think. I mean, not with paying Joe Burrow. <clears throat> I mean, and Jamar Chase has got to get paid, too. And Jamar Chase is going to be next year. I mean, two years, maybe. You can't have two wide receivers making that type of money. There's just no way. And with, with your quarterback making $50 million, and just what we've seen with athletes first and how they've done their contracts with these players that are underneath their roof. There's no way that they are letting T. Higgins go out in that field making $3.9 million in year four. And I know Bingo fans hate when I say all this stuff. I was saying it on the NFL today. Prior to the season being right, over. Right. I said this, this guy is a bona fide number one receiver. And when you compare him to other receivers that have had that have done what he has already done in the NFL, you see that his number comes up to like four years, 80 million. Yep, and that's what he deserves. That's what the market says. Lauren Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've been talking about Aaron Rodgers. Boomer's been really confident about it this entire week. And Diana Rossini of ESPN said the Jets believe that they are on the brink of landing Aaron Rodgers. So this is the ultimate tease, the ultimate blue ball situation for the Jets fan. It has to happen. It just has to happen at this point. Uh, quickly on what Gallo found out. Of course, I ask him. This is why Anthony Gallo sometimes you got to you got to like get him right back to like 
focusing. I tell him to go back into the meeting and find out what the hell's going on, report back to me. And then in the break, I go out there and what is he doing? He's just eating the food from the breakfast. I'm like, you were supposed to come to me and report, not sit there and eat the grapes and the bagel. Uh, but 22 cream cheeses back there. 22 different dolloped flavors of cream cheese scooped out. I mean, and he goes, that's probably like $12 that could have been in my paycheck. That's how Gallo put it, which is fair. Oh, I, I can see that's, that's how, uh, you know, the foot soldiers kind of see things. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a lot. I mean, so then we were asking Spike, our program director, where are our 22 cream cheeses? And he's like, this is this is not my decision to bring in these cream cheeses. And said, one thing I know about him is that he always has a return to our questions, as opposed to like the way that Mark Chernoff used to handle some of our questions. Yeah, which, yeah, so Spike goes, you want to go to those meetings? Then you can have the cream cheese, you know, which is a great response. But Mark would be like, what, what, what do you want just to shut up? Would you want a dollop of cream cheese just to shut up? Because I'll get it for you. Is that what you'd like? <laughs> But, yeah, Spike's like, fine, you don't want to go, check your company email, and then you get an invite to that, and then you can go to those meetings and have the cream cheese. And they're like, oh, damn it, I've met my match. <laughs> it was sometimes I'll, like, throw something at Spike that, like, I think I got him on, and then he'll hit back with me with something. I'm like, damn it. And I said, how the hell did you come up with that so quick? He goes, because I've been arguing with my father for 46 years. Yes, he's pretty involved, and he's, <laughs> he's pretty up to date with uh, the sharp comebacks, They're for right. sure. No, without a doubt. Uh, okay, let's get a couple more of these uh, calls. And you got your macchiata there, or your macchiati right now? Is that um, what that I'm, is? I'm having my macchiati. You're having your macchiati. Yeah. Do you use the frother macchiati? Macchiati frother? I did. So oh, look I brought that. my frother in with me. Yeah, can, can I hear it up against the microphone? Yesterday you were messing with it. <laughs> That thing's got power, boy. Oh, that thing's awesome. That has got some power. The yeah. one you gave us has got some power, too. Yeah, the LK. Yeah, the, the, the LK Deluxe Frother. All right, let's go to Aaron, who's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Aaron? Good morning. Hi, good morning. I'm enjoying your show, guys. Well, thanks. What do you got for us? I'm just wondering. I'm hearing three different reasons why Lamar, everyone's good off of Lamar. It's injuries, the picks, the guaranteed contract. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't believe this. This is crazy because one thing, don't tell me that you're scared from the fully guaranteed contract because that's just the that's just the name for it. He wants a certain amount of money guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Hmm. So people are not scared of because of that because you haven't even asked about the price. You, you can't tell me this this thing this quarterback is too expensive. If you haven't inquired. Well, I think what's out there though, Aaron, is the fact that he wants to make more than Deshaun Watson. So he wants that's the starting point is the Deshaun Watson contract, which is fully guaranteed, and then he wants more. So that's that's why I think people have that perception. Well, but the the other problem too, Aaron, is that you know Lamar Jackson's not giving any of us any indication what he really wants. He's not even said anything about his contract. All we can go by. What was reported by many people who cover the Ravens that they offered him a contract that included $133 million guaranteed, and that was not enough. And what I'm saying here is that his contract should have been done two years ago. Now he's already two years late, and he still does not have an agent advocating for him. Right. Well, the Ravens did doesn't make any sense. They, they're playing around with him. Uh, this doesn't make sense, but... If Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, these guys also have injury histories. If they they become available, you inquire about them. You ask, what's the price? You know that they're going to be expensive. This is a former MVP. You know he's, he's crazy good. You got to ask about it. And this is the regular asking price. You got to give two, three first round picks. That's that's the asking price. Look at Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, 
all these guys. It's, co- it's going to cost you. But you got a freaking MVP available. Yeah, I know. It, it is. Wire. You're right, Aaron. You're right. It, it is a little strange, but I, I feel like the reasons we have given you makes it a little less strange. And those reasons are, one, he has been trying to get this contract done with no agent and him and his mom trying to hammer it out. And it's not working. Another reason why is that we have heard that he wants more than Deshaun Watson got guaranteed. And these owners, I'm not saying they're colluding, but these owners individually do not want to continue that precedent with quarterbacks guaranteeing every cent of the contract. Three is what Boomer has brought up um, since the end of the season that there there is a thought there in the Baltimore uh, Ravens organization that he could have played at the end of the season and in the wild card game against the Cincinnati Bengals and he did not. And there was a Q word that was associated with that, which is quit. And you don't like to have that uh, be your quarterback quitting on your team. So by the way, Matthew Stafford, uh, 130 million guaranteed. So that's probably somewhere around what the Baltimore Ravens offered, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson last year before the season started. Uh, Dak Prescott, 126 million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson, of course, 230 million guaranteed. Here's the one that just makes me scratch my head. Kyler Murray, 189.5 million guaranteed. If you want me to be Lamar Jackson and point to a contract, that's it. That's the one right, right. there. And then if you want to even go one step further, you then have Russell Wilson, who's got 161 million guaranteed. Now, Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl victory. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's never been an MVP. Um, you know, he's older. Uh, and the Broncos were a needy team for a quarterback. They wanted a quarterback in the worst way because they hadn't really had one since Peyton Manning had retired. So they, they were in a weird, really weird situation. And, and Seattle played that one absolutely perfectly. So now, what did Denver do to clean that mess up? They went out and they fired Nathaniel Hackett, ate those contracts, and brought in Sean Payton. So that's, they're going to try to make that work because of the coach that they have there putting Russell Wilson in his place. And then, of course, Josh Allen, $158 million guaranteed. I think it's $158, yeah, $150 million guaranteed. And Patrick Mahomes only has $141 million guaranteed when he signed his contract. Now, he's made already some of that money, and I'm sure that Kansas City is going to go back and redo this contract relatively soon. Oh, they have to. I mean, especially after... What happened in the Super Bowl this year, in the playoffs this year, and him winning it again with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Greg in Perth Amboy. What's up, Greg? Hello, hey, Greg. Good morning, guys. Yeah, what's up, man? Good morning. First time I ever called. I'm an Eagles fan. I know you hate that, but first thing I want to talk about, <laughs> I heard about the cream cheese for 20 minutes, so <laughs> we do the same thing. We yeah. drop $1,000 on bagels now in the morning. We throw them away after the big guys leave, so it is what it is. It, it feeds right in to this crazy quarterback money. I'm ecstatic. Wait a second. You, wait, you spend a thousand, how many days a week do you spend a thousand dollars on bagels? We won't get into that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it happens. I mean, it's just the way it is now. Same as the hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed money for a guy that scrambles and can blow his knee out the next game. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I really call because I've been watching Jones get destroyed running the football. Be prior to this year, I thank God he had a big year. He got his bag of money. I was afraid he was going to go down. Hurt his knee and his career. Thank God that kid made it. I'm so happy for him. Mm. I hope he, whatever he does, he's set for life. 
We got a reasonable uh, Eagles fan wow. here. So right, to you. All right, so Greg, let me ask you this question: Your quarterback's going to get a new contract here very shortly. How how much do you think he's going to end up making? I didn't even want to bring that up, Boomer, because you just uh, said, you know, we're destroyed. Because what's he getting? Sixty million now, and he really deserves it after that Super. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll get sixty million, but I think he's going to get close to fifty. I'm telling you that right now. I mean. This is one of the greatest. This is one of the greatest performances in Super Bowl history. If he doesn't fumble that ball and they Mm -hmm. go on to win, he's going to be a a Super Bowl MVP. And you know, I don't fifteen off for the fumble. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I have to. We win the game without that, but that's another story. Yes. Uh, Last thing, I want to let you go. I don't want to take too much time. Uh, I don't know how you still have a voice, Boomer. I watch you all the time on all these shows. I hear your voice. I don't know how you do it, man. You talk a lot, so. Protect yourself. Hang All right, I appreciate that, Greg. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, some people think I talk too much. Throat coat. Yes. That's a big one. That is a big one. Throat coat tea is a, when you start losing your voice a little bit, that is a, uh, it's a very healthy sort of miracle situation for you. Uh, Jacob in Manhattan. What's up, Jacob? Hey, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought the uh, trade package for Rodgers might involve uh, coming from the Jets. All right, so this year I think it could it could involve the 40, 44th overall pick or the 75th overall pick. One of those two picks plus a, a pick that's going to be tied to whatever success Aaron Rodgers has here. <clears throat> so that would be a next year's pick. I, I, and if they go to the AFC championship game, maybe it goes up to a number two. Uh, it's not going to be what everybody you know thinks that it's going to be like. It's going to be some crazy number. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was Rich Samini yesterday. He goes a prediction: if a trade happens, I say the Jets give up twenty twenty three second rounder, which is uh, forty four, and a conditional twenty twenty four third rounder. Yes, can improve based on individual team. Thank you. Right, and uh, don't see them trading twenty three first rounder. No, 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 no. no. Uh, comp could be tied to how much of the contract they take on too. Yeah, but the con- let's let's they're going to rip up the contract and redo the contract. So there's not going to be any of that money. Yeah, maybe there'd be some money from Green Bay. I don't know, but uh, I, I just I think that they wrote the contract the way they did because they knew something was going to have to be done right now. Yes, depending on what happened in Green Bay last year. So obviously, both parties want to split. It's over with. That contract gets ripped up, and he signs a new contract with the Jets for it has to be less money than that if he wants the Jets to go out and spend money in free agency. That's why Jaime's on that plane. Exactly. Yep. That's why he is and he's one of the best in the business when it comes to figuring out the cap. Right. And they and he knows like he says let's say he says to Joe Douglas, look, if we pay him thirty five million dollars and we do it in this structural thing with some voidable years at the end of the contract with a bonus up front, we can hold his cap number down to like eighteen million like Daniel Jones. Yeah. And now we we have this much more flexibility to go and sign, re-sign Quinnen Williams for a number that we think is, you know, what he's going to want. And anybody else on our, you know, roster that we need to redo or kind of restructure like they did with C.J. Uzama. And then possibly Corey Davis is cut loose. Mm -hmm. And he's designated a June 2nd cut. Who knows? And yeah. then this way, this is this is the way that they have to manufacture money for certain free agents. And so maybe there's somebody out there that Aaron Rodgers really wants to play with. 
Maybe maybe it's Valdez Cantley. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got his guys in Green Bay. But Alan Lazard might be a guy because he's not too old at this point. A lot of these other guys are very old. I think the, I think the Jets have to be very careful, too, about that. They, they want to help Aaron get the players that he would like to have here to kind of make it a little bit more familiar for him. Yeah. But I also think that Aaron has to be realistic and trust. And I would I would trust Joe Douglas. Yeah. You know, I just from a personal standpoint, I was just thinking, if if someone came to me before the Giants-Vikings playoff game and said, you got two choices. One, the Vikings win this game, beat the Giants, you don't have to deal with that. Or two, the Vikings lose to the Giants, you have to deal with that. But next year, Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay and he's going to be on the Jets. And you get to talk about that. I wonder what I would have said then. Probably in the moment, I would have said, I can't have them lose to the Giants. Right, of course you can't. But this is a consolation prize right here. Getting his ass out of the division finally after 22 years or whatever the hell it's been. No longer than that. 18, I think. Well, no, with him and Favre in oh, 1992. Favre, yeah. We're talking yeah. about 40 years of quarterbacks. It's ridiculous. When you 40 think about it. years with those two. Now, Jordan Love turns into uh, 30. Sorry, 30 years. 40 would be 82 when I was born. 30 years of quarterbacks. Those two guys, Hall of Famers. If Jordan Love turns into a superstar quarterback, then I, I can't. I won't be able. Yeah, to. I got I to look at their splits and see what their records are against your Minnesota Vikings. Those two guys. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's ugly. Uh, Matthew and Math Matthew and Massachusetts. <laughs> Matthew in Massachusetts. What's going on, Matthew? What's going on, guys? What's up? All right, listen. A couple weeks ago, some man called in and said that they sh the NFL should put. Magnets <laughs> and the helmets of the players. Yep. Yes. It's off in the blow. Do you guys remember? Of course. I'll never forget that phone call. All right. I just want to know has this man called in since then to make sure he's okay? If not, <laughs> can he call in or if someone's listening that knows him, can they call in to let us know he's okay? normal people don't have that kind of idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you're right, Matthew, about that. Normal people don't have that kind of idea. I don't know. Al had, like he might, Al not, might have not put him on again. I don't know. No, he, if, if he did call back, he did not identify himself as the helmet magnet guy. Yeah, which I would have put him right oh, through. That's unbelievable. I mean, because there are, like, it takes so many calls, there's so many callers, so many topics. There's some guys that just will stand out forever. And that is. That guy will. I'll never forget that guy. I won't forget Radimus' first phone call when Radimus called up yep. and talked about his mom kept too many umbrellas and Boomer turned that into a discussion about a garbage hoarding mummy. I'll never forget that. And I will not forget the guy who called up during the tournament that called Gonzaga Gonzungus. That's another one I won't e forget. E. Frank. Oh, that was E. Frank and Astoria said Gonzungus? Yes. Oh, him? Oh, my goodness. E. Frank made it through Al Dukes? How is that possible? Probably because he said Gonzaga. Gonzaga's. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is unbelievable. Uh, I've noticed that there's one team, Gonzaga's, has been doing <laughs> Wait, hold on. Who? 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 Isn't it Gonzaga's? Gonzaga's? <laughs> no. Gonzaga? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah. Gonzaga, okay. All right, yes. Right. <laughs> so I do have the numbers for Rogers and Farr versus your Vikings. Oh, great. Oddly enough, they almost played the same amount of games against your Vikings. Okay. So Rodgers played 29 games against the Vikings. Favre played 31 games against the Vikings. Okay. Favre was 17 and 14. Oh, wow. It's not so bad. Aaron Rodgers, 17, 11, and 1. Mm. That's, 
actually better. That's, yeah, yeah. Better than I thought. I, like the, the thought process is that you've been watching these guys take their teams to the playoffs every year and then go to the Super Bowl and then win MVPs right. and the whole thing. But your Minnesota Vikings have actually done pretty well against them. Yeah, you know what it is? It's the divisions won. They've won so many divisions, I feel like. And even though they competed with them um, and not better than I thought, much better than I thought. Um, it just that I felt like almost every single year the Packers were winning a division and getting to the playoffs. But they only have two Super Bowls out of it out of those thirty years, which you'd think it'd be it'd be more with how prolific those guys were. I could also tell you Aaron Rodgers' his um, career versus the AFC East. Mm, I like that. I know that it's, a lot of things have changed, but it's curious. Ah, he's only played 16 games. He's 10-6 and six in the AFC East. Okay. Yeah, a little above average for and sure. One of those six losses was to the Jets last year. That's right. Didn't our... they lose to the Vikings as well? Uh, the I mean, uh, the Patriots? The Packers and the Patriots last year. I think I so. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. Just Google it. I am, I am. Just relax. And Will Parks was the, one of the heroes in that Green Bay game. Our new friend. Our new friend, Will Parks. We have a Will Parks segment. Yeah, man. I mean, bro. Just pop him on every now and again. To be honest, bro. You know, that yeah. was his thing. To be yeah, honest, New bro. New England did beat Green Bay in overtime. Okay. In Lambeau. Okay. I don't remember that game at all. Green Bay started 1-3. Uh, and three. Mm-hmm. And then they got, they got hot at the end. They won all those games, and then they ended up, you know, losing to the that's, Lions. That, that's New England. Hold on. Let me go to Green Bay. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Green Bay got off to a bad start and then won all those games. No, they actually got off the three and oh, one. And then that, they had that, that middle sto- middle deal where they lost five in a row. Right. And actually seven out of eight. Yes, that was the problem. They wilted at the end. And then they got then they won what, one, two, four in a row and then lost to the Lions uh, week yes. eighteen. You know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't have one game last year where he threw for over three hundred yards. That's crazy. Really? Not one game. Wow. wow. Had that thumb. Thumb was an issue. They got off. They got, even in that, really, like early before he hurt his thumb? Not, not once over 300 yards. Now, they did win four of their last five, and they could have won. They, you know, they lost to Detroit in that playing game. That's right. That's why he's not retiring, because he's not going out like that. He's got to come back. <laughs> Right to him this time. What are you laughing at? I'm just chuckling at Spike and Al comparing waist sizes on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Al was like, I'm 148 pounds. I mean, when Al, I, I couldn't believe yesterday that I heard this from a man. I had to do something about it because I got up to 166. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, I, that just, I mean... My lord. I, you know, I was hearing this yesterday, and when you said you're, like, afraid that you won't even take your shirt off, and I was like, what? You are in a relationship with a woman, you know? Correct. Do you not take your shirt off for her? Well, I'm just saying I'm not in public. I don't like oh, to wear my shirt okay. off. How tall? Like the beach. How, how tall are you? 5'11". 5'11", 148. I mean... That's, I'm, by the way, a healthy uh, weight, according to the you can they take had, that and stick it right where you know. The other day, they had to move Woody Johnson's plane up to, you know, White Plains to land or wherever they were landing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the wind. Could you get blown off the street when you go outside <laughs> of this building? Sometimes. I get really? Off the uh, ocean some days, I go out mm-hmm. there with the dog. It's 
but push me around. Yeah, how much do you weigh, uh, CeeLo? I'm north of 200 right now. Really? Yeah. How tall are you? 5'7". Now, you as, take I, your shirt off? as I'm mocking his, you know, well, that's a healthy weight. Yeah. I, You're 5'7", over 200? Admit, I readily admit I am I am well overweight right now. You're like by a penguin. Good, You're built like a penguin. By a good, I'd say 25 to 30 pounds. Wow. And I it, mean, I'm not going to lie about it. No, I know. I mean, listen, I'm the guy. I'm either in or I'm out. Right now, you're out, and at some point, I'm, you'll get back no, in. No, I'm starting to be in. Okay, good. I've been, I've been spacing out. I've been doing some, like, intermittent fasting. Okay. Did you, uh, did you grab some cream cheese no, back there? I did not have any of the free breakfast, no cream cheese, no bagels. So, I've okay. been, you, the last few times you've offered me bacon, egg, and cheese, I've yeah. said no. So, it may not be as evident as with him, right? I'm not going to his extremes, because I can't. My schedule is just insane. Ah. You but, could. Uh, you could figure it see, out. See, there's no. one other thing. If your schedule is insane, you could do it because that means you're busy and you're not focusing on food. Yes, but I also need, like, <clears throat> I need some fuel to get me going. I got to, and I, when I drink coffee, I can't drink black coffee. I have to have some flavor in there. Well, and all these of a sudden, well, you got to change. I understand. I understand. You don't, but, you don't but, want to. Okay, it's but not again, you can't. When I work yesterday till 7 in Midtown, don't get home till 9, and my alarm is going off at 1.45 to come in here this morning. It's a very small window of time, and I can't, you know, I got to have something to get. It's about preparation. It's what it get is. The, uh, it's about get preparation the body going here, you know? No, I understand, but it's about preparation. You so. could make those those things to get the body going. doesn't have to be the Wawa pretzel. It oh, could I, be... I have not had it since Jerry brought that up that yeah. day. I have not had a Wawa pretzel. Okay. So I'm trying a lot more fruit, vegetables. There you go. Trying to limit the portions. You should but... talk to Al, because Al's well, gotten I mean, down to a buck 48. I'm so. aware. <laughs> if I had the kind of time I mean, Al did to be investigating I mean, ingredients, and going to Costco and going through everything. Like, you know? I don't understand. Like if I, so I'm six foot. He's five eleven. If I were one forty eight, I would look totally sickly. We wouldn't be able to see you. If like you completely yeah. sickly. Like I got down to one seventy eight once, and there's a picture of me, and people thought that I was sickly then. Yeah, mine has to be my legs because yeah. I I see this all the time. I compare myself to other men, and I feel like I'm very similar build to them, and they weigh forty pounds more than hundred percent. Yeah, it's when I, legs. When I was at my after I, she would not be an NFL quarterback because you're not a thick some bitch. No. Yeah, that's one thing you're not. Yeah, I don't have any. Like, you have I'm no e ass, and I'm easily pushed. <laughs> physically pushed over like i have no yeah. center of gravity like we saw <laughs> that, that clip yes. center of gravity. no wonder you're afraid of heights like they said the wind might just blow you right off a off a cliff i got knocked something. down after you snapped the ball to me and Gio <laughs> yeah. just, his legs were just flying in the air like this. To, your, to your point though when i was at my after i stopped doing behind the scenes stuff for boomer and carton and i took time to like lose weight and get in shape i think i got down to like 165 and I look back on the pictures, and I, and I looked sickly. Yeah, because you, my legs just naturally, the way my you know, my family is built over time. Like I have thick legs and big thick calves. You know the way it is. Right. So you're you're blaming your parents? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> from the waist up, I could look you know almost too thin, but I'm still not going to. I could never get to 140. It would be impossible. 148. Yeah. Wow, there's no way. No, but you are five seven. Five seven. You can't be over two hundred pounds no unless kidding. you're a bodybuilder. You think I need you to tell me that? All right, I'm sorry. I just and when I get on the scale and it's, it's occasionally I go to like one fifty, I'm like, mm, what can I cut back? <laughs> God. See, my problem. Our scale God. broke for a while where I didn't change the batteries and yeah. I just denial and procrastination. See, and I finally did. 
and getting back on it was was, it was a bit of a slap in the well, face. You know, the, I'm always the yo-yo, and people say, "What are you going to do to actually maintain this time?" And I think the key to it is is not ditching the scale. That is the key because when times I get, I just get going. I don't look at the scale, and I'm just yeah. eating and eating and eating. And I don't need to look at it because I don't want to see the number. Got to hold yourself. Got to hold yourself accountable with the scale. Yeah. That's going to be the thing that changes this time around. But I'll never see 148. No, me We can have that in common. Unless I just weigh one leg. Yeah. <laughs> 148. Cut me in half. <laughs> yeah. All right, CeeLo, uh, give us another update. Right. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Baseball-wise, today, Yankees, Red Sox from Tampa. Uh, lineup-wise, Aaron Judge is in left again, batting second as that experiment continues. It began yesterday as he got his first start in left field. We heard earlier from Aaron Boone looking to have Giancarlo Stanton ideally play 40 to 60 games in the outfield, assuming health. Anthony Volpe's leading off playing second base. I bring this up because uh, some interesting comments, quotes from Judge speaking with MLB.com yesterday, asked about Volpe and if he should make the opening day roster in a few weeks. New captain, and this was, a, I thought, a good mindset from Judge. My thing has always been, if you're the best player, it shouldn't matter your age. You should be up helping the New York Yankees. doesn't matter if you're 19 or 41. If you're the best guy for the job. You should be playing. Yeah, and if you're 19, you get your you know your MLB clock started faster. Yes. Unlike Aaron Judge, you yeah. had to wait until he was what 26. Well, yeah. So he also got drafted at a much at a college. Age. Well, yes, well, at a college because he yes. went to college. He had to go three years in college before they would draft him. Exactly right. That is just the dumbest rule ever. Well, it is. Maybe and it's, one I mean, the players associate if they want to change anything, start looking at that. That's you know? that's a that's a really dumb rule. But I, I I'm, I'm assuming that that rule is to protect. The minor leagues, or to force more kids to go to the minor leagues quicker. I'm, I'm, you know, that's what I'm. I'm assuming that it's there for. Not entirely sure. Did either of you happen to see? Not that anyone cares that much about the World Baseball Classic, but did you see who started for Team Italy in Harvey? Matt Harvey, yeah. And he threw uh, three innings of shutout ball. Last nice. I checked, they were up two one in the eighth thing. I don't know if they did finished Cespedes off the get win. a hit. I don't know, but I know they played Cuba. Isn't so. he playing for Cuba? He's I'm sure. For Cuba. I didn't have yeah. the box score. I just saw Harvey's line, and I saw the score that they were winning. So I have not looked at the final box so score. So Cespedes is trying to get back in, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's just playing for his country. Love of the country. I don't know. I don't Perhaps. Think. How old is he these days? He's got to be getting close to 40, have, right? I would say 38, 39, something like that. Upwards. Uanus. Uanus. So uh, Japan did beat China as well. Or Italy. Top of the tenth. So this thing must have went into went to extras extra in their head now. All right. Yeah, forty two. Thirty seven too. Thirty seven? Mm-hmm. Felt older. Probably because of all the injuries. That's the way this is batting uh fifth. He's 0 for four. There you go. All right, very good. You guys brought up Kelvin Beecham earlier. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Is that in regards to the Kyler Murray comments that you made? Absolutely. Yes. Cuba, that's huge. That'd be a, that'd be even right. bigger than that's Australia like, beating. Uh, would they beat again? Uh, I don't know who they beat, but it'd be like almost Korea. like uh, United States beating Russia in hockey. Yeah. U.S. Bro. team had an exhibition against the Giants yesterday. Lost five one. I don't know what that means, but they did. Have you seen the starting rotation for the U.S. team? I didn't know. Adam Wainwright, Nick Martinez. Uh, Lance Lynn and Miles Michaelis. Oof. Kind of tells you what you yeah. need to know about the event. <laughs> anyway, here's Kelvin Beecham, the former Jet on Arizona Sports Radio, talking Kyler Murray. He's got all the tools, you think? He has all the tools, man. If some guy can throw off one leg, he can, you know, throw it a mile. He can run faster than anybody else on the field. He just lacks the leadership. He's put together. I didn't say he lacks the leadership. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. Um, and I think if he has the ability and the willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine. Um, 
They paid him for a reason. They paid him because of his talent. And he has the ability to lead. It's just when you're in that position, we need you to lead more. Well said, I would, I would think, right? Yeah, and pretty just, blunt and dumped, honest. They've already dumped like $200 million into him. Yeah. And they're still waiting for him to lead. That, that's why that, that contract shocks me more than the Daniel Jones one does. Because Daniel Jones has that other attribute. Yeah. He doesn't may, may not have the, the dynamic skills that Kyler Murray has, but he has the other part of it. Well, think about the last time, or the one time we saw Kyler Murray in the playoffs, how terrible he played. Right, and how great Daniel Jones played against Minnesota. Yep. You know, the other thing, too, is I was, and I think I said this this morning, I was, I was thinking further on, I, the Giants had no other choice. There was no other choice but to stay with Daniel Jones. They weren't going to go Derek Carr. They're not going Aaron Rodgers. They're not going Lamar Jackson. They're not going any of those players. They're not going, certainly not going Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and that group. So really, what were the alternatives for the Giants? And if you no got, idea. if you give this kid a contract and he lives up to it, then you're going to end up revisiting that contract and extending him again. If he doesn't live up to it, you know, you basically had no other choice to replace him right now. But in two years, you can replace him and you can get yourself out from underneath this contract. Yeah, the only thing that I could have seen them do if this thing went really south would have been going with one of those veteran guys for a year and then trading up and drafting a guy. But they weren't. That's probably what they didn't want to do either. So this was it. And that's why I think that they played hardball, the Daniel Jones side with the Giants, because they're probably thinking the same thing. What do you guys want to do? Where are you going to go if Daniel's not here? Let me give you this one. Didn't get to it this morning. We did a lot on the college basketball. Uh, Georgetown got crushed by Villanova, eighty to forty-eight. So that's got to be it for Patrick right. Ewing, right? So they went seven and twenty-five, two and eighteen in conference play. They get their doors blown off uh, in the Big East tournament. You would think end of the line for Ewing, but obviously uh, afterwards, post game, when he was asked about it, he's hoping not. Hey, look, I am proud of being a Georgetown Hoyer. Um, this institution has been great to me over the over the years. Uh, I'd be honored to come back as the coach here. Just about whether or not yeah, they I don't allow think, that I, to I happen. Think gonna, you know, I think they're they're going to go for. Hmm. Tino. Yes. Who's Iona squad hammered Mount St. Mary 74-54. They're into the max I don't think I don't think Patino would go to St. John's. I, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He's got a great house up there on Wingfoot. He's got his wife. But the Georgetown lore would be pretty spectacular, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't jumped sooner from Iona. So maybe love, this is the I mean, time. I know he loves the job and I know he loves everything that's going on up there and where yeah. he lives. And it's great. It's a great existence. It's not the pressure is not nearly what it would be if he went to Georgetown because Georgetown would have to pay him a lot of money. But I don't, he's made a lot of money. In of this course. Life. But that's an opportunity that that would be that would be a unique thing if they come after him and they come after him hard, which I think they will. St. John's today against Marquette. That'll be a noon tip. Same tip time for Rutgers against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament from Chicago. Uh, you've got the locals back in action tonight. We gave you the net injury report. Basically, uh, who's who of who's out tonight for them at Milwaukee as they take on the Bucks. You get pregame on the fan at seven twenty. The Knicks off Tuesday. Bridges isn't one of those guys who's out tonight. Is he's he? not. But we got to go over whatever his over points are tonight. Nick Claxton, Cameron Johnson, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons. We know has been out, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Can Getting some rest tonight, so right. it'll be uh, Mikhail Bridges and uh, some others. How old is Spencer Dinwiddie? Late twenties. He's getting some rest. That's what it said. I on, need some rest. That's what the net uh, PR Twitter account said. Dinwiddie out. 
in parentheses, rest. Now, we don't know about Jalen Brunson, right? And I've his, not seen we have no, We have no idea whether or not he's playing tonight. Because they know. start their West Coast trip Yeah, now. they're out West. They're in Sacramento, first of four that they will play uh, in the Pacific time zone. Yes. Uh, on ice, Rangers back in action at Montreal. We'll see about the likes of Ryan Lindgren and Tyler Mott. You get Keandre Miller back from suspension, which is good. Islanders visit the Penguins. Devils at Capitals. You do have uh, round one of the Players' Championship off and running. I was going to do a fun guess that sound, but we don't have time for it. There was already a uh, hole-in-one on the Island Green at number 17. Really? On the sixth tee ball of the day. They checked that off the box. Uh Hayden Buckley with it, if you're into the golf. And we'll see about that uh, TPC Sawgrass this weekend. Moment of the day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. A lot of cream cheese talk here this morning, thanks to the corporate sales meeting going on uh, here on our floor. And Al Dukes, of course, taking the opportunity to provide his uh, nutritional advice. I found the good one. Uh, Kite Hill makes a very nice cream cheese. Very, very, nice, cream very cheese. nice. What is cream? <laughs> Does that come in a, uh, a tube? A cream tub? Cream a tub? A small tub. Yeah. A tub. I don't know why cream cheese doesn't come in a tube. <laughs> like, right. Well, they started doing that with sour cream now. You just like <laughs> squirt it out of the thing. Put the cream on us. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh... If it came in a tube, you could you probably would mix it up with some, some kind of caulking. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to mix up cream cheese in your caulk. Cremo land. <laughs> 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 oh, baby. Uh, all right. So they've got lots of cream cheese. Bring that cream. Uh, a lot of uh, awkward pauses there as we went through the cream drops. And that, of course, launched us into caulk and caulking and, and cork. Cork. Celebratory cork. Yep. And caulk. We did like five minutes on it as I That's came right. to find out when I went back and... A full five minutes on cream cheese and cork. Well, just with the, yeah, those two with the drops. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then you guys, of course, found out there were 22 cream. I didn't know that there was that. I, I told you earlier, I know a lot of different cream cheeses. I don't think I would have landed on 22. Well, very good, CeeLo. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be here. All right. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You want to call it news today? Diana Rossini saying the Jets are feel like they're on the brink, which is a new phrase that we have not heard yet. Even though Boomer's been telling you all week that he feels very, very confident. The news that has got the Jets fans in a lather this morning is Diana Rossini saying the Jets feel like they are on the brink of getting Aaron Rodgers. We told Will Parks that. Of the Jets, uh, safety of uh, the Jets and special teamers. When he uh, when he joined us earlier, he said that was some good news. He's feeling good about it. The team's all jacked up about it. So this is the you want to talk about on the brink. I mean, you talk you're taking the Jets fans to the brink right now. Yeah, too. I know. They, ha I mean, I can't even imagine the the emotion and disappointment if they end up not getting them. Yeah, that's why I think you know. Listen, he's got a he lives in Malibu, so I'm sure where he lives is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and I'm thinking that you know, please, please, if you do sign with the Jets, be all in, man, be all in. Just come here and be all in. Get all these kids excited, and let's see where you can take them. And then you know, if you do take them to higher heights than anybody could imagine, well, then you're talking about legacy stuff, kind of like what Tom Brady did with Tampa Bay. And maybe, who knows, maybe you'll be playing against Tom Brady while he's a Miami Dolphin. You never know. <laughs> he came out and said no again. Right. not going to happen. And just so, uh, further information on the Daniel Jones contract, right? So we know that he's going to be making $82 million guaranteed over the first two years of that contract. 
of that $82 million, $46 million is coming his way this year. Yep. And the, the mostly signing bonus. Yeah, mostly, yeah, big signing bonus. And he's got a salary of, uh, what, $9,500,000. So he's got a huge signing bonus that they got. And, uh, and away we go. And this is why, you know, I'd be advocating a thousand times over that Lamar Jackson go get the agent. I, I know the agents are going to make a lot of money on, on Daniel Jones. I do know that. And a big number comes out of this number for Daniel Jones, which is about 3%. And I'm, I'm assuming that the agent gets paid when the player gets paid. So if, you know, the initial $36 million signing bonus, the agent will get 3% of that. Mm-hmm. Then he'll get 3% of the salary. And then he'll get 3%, you know, of the money. And maybe you negotiate it down a little bit less if you want to pay it up front. You possibly could do that. So I'm thinking the three percent of the of eighty two million is what about two point three million? Yeah, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, closer yeah. to two and a half. I did the math in the brace. Two point four six. Right. So that that's that would be the normally going rate. No NFL agent can make over three percent of the salary of, or the contract. But with these numbers growing to where they're growing to, mm-hmm. I would think that that number should drop. Because the players in the field are the ones that are doing you know all the work and the heavy lifting and taking the risk. Now, the agent did a good job here for Daniel Jones getting all this guaranteed money. So I would say that they're worth what you pay them. But I can understand why a guy like Lamar Jackson or Richard uh, Sherman's doesn't want to have an agent because, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about a significant amount of money. What could Daniel Jones do with that $2.3 million? Yeah, I mean, of course, but at the same time, you know, if we're yelling about Lamar Jackson getting an agent, then it's worth it. I mean, he got him $40 million a year. You know, yeah, maybe if he well, didn't have a good agent, he wouldn't have had that and money. And this year so. he's going to have $46 million a year, and yeah. next year a little bit less. Let's go to Cat, who's in Jersey City. What's up, Cat? Hey, Al Duke. Hey, boys. How are you? <laughs> hey, we're doing Talk great there, Cat. How are you? Oh, boom, pa. This has been going on for two weeks. I was on the radio, I was in Miami, and um, the intern, the, the call dropped. And we've been playing back and forth. I wanted to tell you a little history about my beautiful Jersey City, also known as God Country. Oh, God's Country. Why do you go all? You got to tell us all about that. It was a great place where St. Anthony's used to play basketball. It's a legendary basketball hall. Is that what you want to tell us? No, I wanted to tell you that Coach Hurley, what before he started practice to keep everybody humble, would put um, a towel on the floor, and all the kids had to do like almost like burpees, if you will, but from one wall to the next. Wait until you see it's tiny. I don't know if you guys have been there, but wait. I want to also tell you something else. I'm dead ten times. Al Dukes and I are born in 1969. (laughs) 69! Oh, boy, Kat, are you going to be at the Boomer and Geo live show? Well, I would love to because guess what? The biggest followers are going to be in the best of hands. My husband, the Jersey City Battalion Chief, right down the street from Awesome. You. He's working that day. And all the guys, big shout out to my boys, Jersey City Fire Department. They love you. They commute with you. They listen to you. And That's they great. go crazy when I get on the call. Because, Boom Pa, you and I had a little uh, run-in, but it was a good run-in, right. when you were golfing with an intern. And he popped his stick because you wanted to see how uh, how well he hit the ball. Yeah. You remember me calling you? <gasps> it was crazy. It was a good scandal. But anyway, I can't wait to see you. I do need shirt sizes because I'm gonna I'm gonna outfit you with my Jersey City World of the fire department. You got to go to Edward Steakhouse. 
because they have the best filet mignon bar, um, uh, sliders for you guys. I'm going to take care of you. I am officially wow. calling myself the Julie McCoy of that day, and Jersey City is going to welcome you and myself with open arms. Wow. Julie McCoy of Love Vote. Yeah, you're right. Kat, amazing. <clears throat> really, seriously. She, wants to, be, she wants to be our concierge. I mean, you are like the ambassador of all ambassadors yes, there. My goodness. It. She loves Jersey City. <laughs> Yeah, so we would get those T-shirts. Love to hear that the Jersey City Fire Department's all in. That's awesome to hear. Love those guys. So, very cool. I mean, she seems to have stories about everybody there. I was just waiting. For the, hey, Eddie, you remember when me and you smoked, smoked weed and you had a panic attack and you were sitting there in the corner of the bathroom and freaking out and puking on yourself? Oh, that was you. Oh, okay, great. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.